Hi, everybody. Welcome back to uh, an episode of Big Apple Hockey. Unfortunately, I will be riding solo today. So I'm going to introduce myself as usual. My name is Mark Williams. I'm your host for today. And uh, due to scheduling conflicts and stuff like that, that's why you're going to be stuck looking at my ugly face. Hold on one second. And there it goes. Because in order to look at the poll that we set up, who do you prefer the New York Rangers play in the playoffs? And what's the some of the effects of last night's loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, which gave the Carolina Hurricanes the Metropolitan Division. But we're going to start with that and go right to there. So the New York Rangers last night, oh, by the way, after most games starting, uh, well, he's done it all season long anyway, but in the playoffs, John Falkowski, the final buzzer with John Falkowski. Watch that. John does a great job with late night uh, pucks and talking and just breaking down a game with you. So, and I know you guys enjoy it because you've been watching them a lot. This Sunday, no matter what, either I'm doing a video that's pre recorded or I'm going to go live. I don't know the time. It could be as early as two o'clock that we're going to do a playoff preview. So, can't wait to uh, have you guys or have that ready for you. But last night, the New York Rangers lost to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3. to Canes went up 4-1, uh, to and uh, it looked like they had the game in hand. The Rangers sat Artemi Panarin and Andrew Kopp. They both left in the second period. Uh, no word on them right now. It could just be precautionary things, and that's what is probably most likely. Chris Kreider scored his 52nd goal of the season. That ties him with Adam Gray's second most in New York Rangers history. He's got two games to get three goals to get to 55. think he could do it. Do you think he could do it? Throw it all in the comments right now. And the New York Rangers will finish. It's weird to say the words will finish. <laughs> I mean, um, there's two more games remaining, and yet we know exactly where they're going to be. They're locked into the second seed of the Metro Division. Right now, 108 points. Most they can get is 112. And it's... It's 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 just weird just knowing exactly where they are, but it's a good thing because I'll get to that in a second. The Rangers goal differential plus forty seven. There are other numbers that we're going to be crunching very shortly about them and how they've done since the trade deadline. Spoiler alert: really well, and I just can't wait to actually just crunch all those all these numbers down with you. The Rangers will face. The Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins right now on YouTube. Uh, go on there, check to see uh, who do you want to play in the playoffs. You got two choices. It's either going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Washington Capitals. That's where the great news is. Uh, the Capitals playing well as of late. Penguins, not so much. And right now we're at 67% for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Keep on throwing them down there. And... Uh, I'm going to check out some of these comments right now. Uh, D. Ely, yep, as a Hurricanes fan, I like to see the play Rangers play the Caps first. Uh, dating back to 80s hockey. Um, yeah, the, the Pens, the first time the Rangers ever beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2014. That's why even with their them forcing Game 7, I wasn't convinced it was going to happen until Henrik Lundqvist made that armpit save, if you guys remember that. That was an outstanding save. And oh, hey, Z. And yeah, by the way, Core, 
Uh, I got to agree with you on that one. And that's going to be kind of a theme with a lot of these uh, playoff predictions that I'm going to be making. It's uh, he's, he's one of those guys. I, I don't know how you beat him four times in a series, but I do have a team that is going to beat the New York Rangers when eventually we make our full Stanley cup predictions. So I've, Feels it feels very weird flying solo today, and of course not using this as an episode of NHL Snipes where I do uh, twenty minutes of recording and three hours of editing. <laughs> but this is going to work out uh, a little bit. Um, obviously, Phil's got a new uh, work schedule. Anthony is unavailable today, and uh, we I was sick last week, so uh, all those things combined for us to actually miss not uh not not having a show net last week so so here's the question that i kind of got to throw out there are the rangers a dangerous playoff team and you gotta use the word dangerous because you look at some there these are their season numbers how they've done so far uh 25.8 on the power play they were second in the league as of last week but i think the 0 for 5 against carolina last night is the burp came out of nowhere. Don't get old guys. I've had burps from water. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but the, uh, they were second in the league. Now they're down to fourth, 82.2%. Uh, they're still top 10 in the, in the NHL on the penalty kill. Uh, there is a slight bit of bad news with that one. As far as that number comes out, I'll get to that in one second. But if you look at them since the trade deadline, the Rangers, 11-5-1. Goal differential is a plus 19. They have, they have skyrocketed their goal differential. It's been amazing. Their 2.35 goals per game against is the best in the league since then. And their face-off numbers have actually gone up almost by 2%. Now, I actually some people tell you face-off numbers are, are like, they're not that important. To, to me, they are. It means you're gaining possession right away. And you saw that last night with the Carolina Hurricanes, who on the season are 53.6%. That's the one thing I did not put in here. So the Rangers, the next two games, I want to see you guys in the comments. Can you tell me whether or not you think you're really going to see any stars over the next two games? I, I, I Our Timmy Panarin said it in 96 points. It would be great if you got four points. I don't think I don't think he's, he's going to. He's going to be playing much more. And Andrew Kopp, I will see you on either Monday or Tuesday, whichever day the day the playoffs are going to start for the Rangers. Uh, I'm going to go with some of these comments right now. Actually, but first, act, before I'm going to go with the comments, then I'm going to go back to that uh, the numbers, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals have been putting up since the break. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I love that one. Nemeth, Nemeth hasn't hurt a Ranger goalie. Yay. Well, he shouldn't hurt a Ranger goalie, especially when Justin Braun should be playing in his place. Um, Gene saying, do the Rangers need to play a more physical game against uh, the Canes? Yeah, they actually, they actually do. The Canes did a great job in both not being rattled last night and where the Rangers started getting momentum, not giving them much momentum. And what I'm referring to is the first period where – and the Canes had the puck in the Rangers' zone for a while, but there wasn't really like dangerous chances. 
And then there was the post hit by Tara Vinen. And then the Rangers go back the other way. They sustain some pressure. Panera puts that out two outstanding moves on Jacob Slavin and nearly gets a backdoor goal by Mika Zibanejad. But then that was it for pretty much the first period. The, the Canes pretty much had control of the first period. Now, is did they also tighten up? I don't know. Um, it's uh, they, 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 they might have played a little bit tighter because they had their third string goalie in. And you know, the kid's a second round pick. I had his name for a second. Now I have to go. It's it's Peter. Uh, <laughs> oh, because I wanted to make sure I pronounce it right. Kochetov. Peter Kochetov. So I did not butcher a name or call him Justin. And, uh, you know, teams like that can do that. And who knows? Maybe this is a Matt Murray situation where they go to their third string goaltender and then suddenly the guy just takes off. Stanley Cup finals are full of, of guys like that. I mean, look no further than for the Canes at Cam Ward. He had 15 wins as a rookie in the playoffs. So uh, it could happen. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, should have gotten Justin Huberto to help me today, which, by the way, we're going to have some uh, MVP conversations and Coach of the Year conversations coming up later. Uh, what was that the game last night? Yeah, it, it's um, Philk has been on Patrick Demet since the moment the Rangers signed him. And to be honest with you, I kind of agree with him. Uh, I never really saw Patrick Nemeth play. I think I, I've, I've used this term. Patrick Nemeth would be a better defenseman 15 years ago, but it's not. It's now. It the games play differently. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he really has the agility to handle much. So, uh, yeah, and uh, seems very it, GT's handling. Which, which one is this one, Gene? It's my buddy sent the game. Sorry, this is great uh, audio right now for the for the people listening at home later. Um, or on iTunes or Spotify. You can always check, check us on iTunes on Spotify. But the real preseason, the two-game preseason is going to begin right now. You're going to see a lot of guys getting ice time, um, like Alexei Lafreniere, who's going to be going for his 20th goal of the season. More on him in a little bit. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack still from last night. So let's go with what has happened at the trade since the trade deadline for their upcoming opponents and look at the Pittsburgh Penguins who are under 500. How are the Pittsburgh Penguins under 500 since the trade deadline seven, nine and two. And, uh, they actually have a negative goal differential. Oh, no, they don't. They don't. They, they had an 11-2 win, which helped that. But uh, 5-1 loss last night to the, to the Edmonton Oilers. Are they trying to get the Florida Panthers? That's what I'm confused about. Because if, if you're trying to go for the Florida Panthers, go right ahead. Because that, that team is going to be a monster, and we're going to be talking more about them in the Bar Talk segment. Um, but the Capitals, Capitals have been okay. The status on Alexander Ovechkin is in the dark. Um, I'm assuming he's he's a gamer. He's going to be ready for the playoffs. But their goaltending is going to be an issue. Both these teams have goaltenders that, in my opinion, are issues. 
And the funny thing is, last year I was praising Tristan Jari. <laughs> that never will happen again after that Islander series. So uh, I'm hoping to have this video up for you guys this week, and then I'm going to take some more comments. That a look at the Chris Kreider breakdown of his goals. Uh, one thing, in my opinion, he's done is he's kind of abandoned that Chris Kreider signature wrist shot that he always took from outside the house. And it, when he has used it, he's moved it. It's, it's like moved to different areas. I got, I got lots of video that we broke down for that. I was hoping to have it ready for you last week, but didn't really happen. And also uh, for any of the Islander fans that are tuning in right now, uh, the, uh, we're going to have a full breakdown when Anthony comes back. So that way, you know where the Islanders are going from here. So, let me get some more comments right now. And again, are the Rangers a dangerous playoff team in your opinion? And right now we're at 75% of people that are saying they want the Pittsburgh Penguins instead of the Washington Capitals. So let's go with some of these. Yeah, Sammy Blay. Oh, God. If Sammy Blay can somehow come back, and uh, the last word that I had was Tyler Mott should be available at least in the first round, uh, if not right away. Uh, his injury was April uh, April 8th, I think it was, or was April 7th. I have to go back and check. But the that's about a three-week, four-week injury. Uh, I kept on – yeah, by the way, thanks, D. Uh, Piotr Chekhov, uh, Kochekov. That, see, now I screwed it up because I'm trying to read it again. This is why you should always have – Oh, I should have been a better reader anyway, but, <laughs> but uh, see, I think the Rangers have the grit. It's just, I don't think they had it last night. I think with Mott in the lineup and yes, Sammy Blay is right there. If he, if, if he could somehow come back, uh, Reeves had that penalty against Brady Shea that, that kind of didn't help things last night and really kind of kept it all going in Carolina's direction. Carolina does not let you gain momentum. And that's one thing about them. And now the funny thing is when you, when you see them like the last couple of weeks, uh, the jets were up, I believe two nothing on them. And so were the devils. And in both cases, just Carolina wears you down. They're a little bit like the 2014 LA Kings and the, the carbon copy of them is sitting up in Calgary right now. But it's that's that's the danger of Carolina and the Rangers have a history always making a third third string goalie look look amazing. I mean, remember Michael Brodeur for the for the Ottawa Senators that got his first NHL shutout versus the Rangers. I think it was like a second game. Um, Christy, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. However, beats a Sturk in four games. That's going to be tough. I know that I know that three of their wins are against a Sturk in two, by the way. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to point back to this for everybody. You know, the playing rounds a couple years ago, the Rangers handled the Carolina Hurricanes and almost seemingly for a decade, they've been, they were handling the Carolina Hurricanes very easily. What happens when they go to the playing round? Brady Shea hits Jesper Faust. The entire season changed in the complexion of that game. Carolina wins. I think it was 
three to two that they won because yeah, it was Fox and Stall that scored goals. And then what happens? They whip him in game uh game two that with behind the Sveshnikov hat trick. And uh then it was game three. I mean Sebastian Ajo just embarrassed Tony D'Angelo. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And and there's still the goalie controversy of whether or not you should have started Lundqvist or started Georgiev or started uh, Sesterkin. Well, if you got two goalies, you don't got one. That's the simple way to put that one. So, uh, and by the way, yeah, uh, uh, Kochetov, <laughs> so I had to think about it again. Kochetov was a second round draft pick and he came out of the Russian league. He's the guy that succeeded Sesterkin. In Russia. So uh, that should be interesting. But yeah, I agree with you on that one, Mike. Man, this is barely a traffic cone. Uh, Tampa, look, Tampa could drop to the wild card, but you don't, don't discount Boston. Boston's putting putting things together right now. Uh, Boston is looking very good. So you got to see whether or not, uh, I promise not to do too many us, by the way. But it's, you, you gotta, there's, you, you can make a case for every one of the teams in the Eastern Conference to go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't think this could happen. I, there's two teams I, I kind of rule out right away, but that's a different story. I'm going to save that for Sunday. Uh, offseason thought, Vinny Trocek as Strom walks. Oh, I'd love to see Trocek as a Ranger. But uh, that's going to be an interesting situation. And might, the job might be there for Andrew Kopp. By the way, I have not one, but two tumblers in front of me, one with iced coffee and one with water. So I'll have to get all those out. Uh, imagine if Loth actually got power play time. Dave, I'm going to come back to that comment again because that'll be part of the bar talk segment. All the, yeah, Core, you're 100% right. All the, all the Ranger fans wanted Raquel. As a matter of fact, I had this uh, like verbal jousting match on with text with a friend of mine who was saying it's a shame that the Rangers didn't get Raquel because he would have been a real difference. I think he would have been a real difference maker. And my reply was, are you kidding me? Now, granted, the Rangers didn't do what I thought they were going to do with Andrew Kopp. I think Andrew Kopp's a better player anyway. But I thought Kopp was going to go to the third line, center that line, and elevate them. Instead, they've thrown him on the right wing with Panarin. And, I mean, most points of any player – that was moved at the trade deadline since the trade deadline. That's, that's, that's amazing. He, he has been, he's been a revelation and he's been taking faceoffs late in the game too. That's also been helping. Uh, yes. A lot needs to get power play time as a pretty accurate shot and can snipe it. We're going to be going back to Lafreniere again, more when I do the one man bar, bar talk segment. Uh, I'm gonna miss. Uh, I'm gonna miss Trocheck. And yes, part of the problem, you know, it's it's funny with the Canes because they're they seem to be a well managed team, but they got no cap space. Was Yasperi Kakniemi really worth losing Vinny Trocheck? Uh, and I'm gonna have, hopefully, when the Rangers play the Canes, or uh, hopefully the Canes get upset in the first round, would be nice. <laughs> um, that I would I would have um my friend and our uh, hurricanes blogger Pete Mackin to come on and talk to uh, talk about that. But 
He also abandoned taking out goalies, which is a bit disappointing. Okay. Uh, yeah, and by the way, Mike, you're saying it right here. That's 100% right. And I, I don't think it matters who they face. And, and again, you don't want to run from any teams. You want to finish the best you can, so that way you get the most points that you can. So that way you can get the most home ice that you can. And even though the Rangers have a very good road uh, road record, uh, they only have eight losses at home. Keep that in mind. And I know traditionally speaking, everybody gets up from Madison Square Garden, but so do the Rangers. <laughs> they, they get up for it too. And having the last change and having those matchups always could work as well. So, yeah, they they possibly could have beaten Carolina. and But you know what? You saw them in the middle of the first period. They decided to prioritize health over whether or not they can win that game. And that's the thing, too. And I'm saying that because Panarin was already off the bench by the time Cop went to the bench. There was footage of Cop going to the bench. There wasn't footage of Panarin going to the bench, which I can't believe that they were able to get that. But the ref, by the way, the referees were terrible last night. Um, just everything. And they either called it tight or they or they or they called it loose. It's pick pick whichever one it is. The first period is there so that way the teams can understand what they're in for. So, and yes, the Rangers always got to because if you're not driving the net, you're not getting penalties. Uh, it's just, it's the same rules as basketball. <laughs> Jump shooting teams from the outside don't get fouls. Well, you know what? Um, if you're not driving the net, you're, nobody's going to really uh, try to stop you. So they're not going to try to be desperate, get a holding call, get a slashing call, get a hooking call. So, uh, no. No. That That's a quick answer. No, you 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 go with your guy. And I know um, we were talking about this with – now, by the way, for anybody listening on uh, iTunes or Spotify, uh, the question is, do you start Georgiev against the Canes? He shut us out. No, you. I remember when Henrik Lundqvist couldn't beat the Canadians. Henrik Lundqvist, oh, oh no, well, we, you got to go with the backup. No, you play Henrik Lundqvist. Are you out of your mind? And you're talking about the guy who in one of the most offensive seasons the NHL has had probably in about 15 to 16 years. He's got a 2.07 goals against average. He is the difference maker every single night. He's a heart trophy candidate and or, or, or the heart trophy winner, according to a lot of writers out there. And we're going to bench him in favor of Alexander Georgiev. Alexander Georgiev is he, he, he loses he he loses confidence on one shot that'll beat him, and then he's he's toast the rest of the game. Everybody else can see this. Or or what happens? Or, or Georgiev wins one game and then has a bad second game and then demands a trade midway through the third game. So um yeah, by the way. Uh, you're right about this one. Jacob Slavin is one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. If they actually decide to make a Rod Langway award uh, for best defensive defenseman, which they should, by the way, the uh, Jacob Slavin would be on the short list to be able to get there. And Breadman just went inside out all over him. So 
Um, puck skill handling. <laughs> All right. By the way, we're at 71% of people that are asking for Sidney Crosby right now. Give me either Pittsburgh or Washington. Uh, I hope we just don't face Carolina. Well, Dave, we might have to face Carolina anyway. And you know what? They were my prediction to win the Stanley Cup last year. They lost in the second round. You got to play the best. You want to be the best, you got to play the best. I mean, you're not going to get a... Uh, actually, I thought the the 2000 New Jersey Devils kind of had the easiest path to the Stanley Cup Finals, but that's also maybe a little bit of bias on my opinion. But, yeah. But by the way, Chris T., I like that prediction. I'll be putting that up in a second. But... You need one with vodka. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but not really this early, although you know, if I was playing golf, it would be a different story. To have the two tumblers set up. I'm now like, ever since I've gotten like a tumbler, I'm like all on team tumbler now. Terrible. So again, only 30% of people say in the Washington Capitals. I'm a little bit surprised about that. I'm going to keep this poll going all the way through the bar talk because that is going to be one of our conversation topics in there. Blues versus Canes in the Stanley Cup final. That is not a bad prediction. And I had the Blues versus the Car the uh, Florida Panthers. I almost called them the Carolina Panthers. But, um, yeah, it's – the Blues have been playing really well. And I really don't want to hear it, but Pavel Buchnevich has played great. Great for Pavel Buchnevich. But the Rangers need to focus on developing – Kaka and Lafreniere, and even though they still didn't do that, you, you you couldn't hold on to Booch and 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 keep things going. Uh oh, okay, Kreider. I was making a joke. All right, I got that one. Vetrano, sneaky good addition. Yep, Vetrano, sneaky good addition. Plays a lot of North South games. No hesitation. I tell you what, I think he's been a, a great fit for that line. He is fit like a glove, and he's not afraid to let it go. And he had um, – he almost converted a great pass from, from Kreider the other day or last last night. And, yeah, Loff, when he actually played power play one, uh, recently drew a penalty and set up a goal. Imagine if he could play there. Yeah, because, by the way, that's part of the thing about Ryan Strom. If Ryan Strom is getting paid, let's say $6 million because he, he – look – the numbers he's been putting up, he deserves a raise. However, the numbers he could put up in the future, you take Ryan Strom off power play one, that's going to kill some of his, his production. And then now imagine the Rangers paying him six and a half million dollars and him getting 40 points. That, that excite anybody? And even though Lafreniere or Kako, whoever one of them, could take that spot, it's just... Just no. Uh, that's why I keep going back to Ryan Strom. Thank you very much. Because the, the Rangers have made a bad decision like this in the past already. Um, I said back in 2015 uh, on All Things Rangers that the Rangers had Callahan, Girardi, Mark Stahl. Uh, one forward and two defensemen, both of them. Uh, heavy shot blockers, grinded out type of players, physical players. You could take a con you could take the contract that they gave Girardi 
which was also similar to one I believe that they had for Callahan at six at six point two five million. And uh, then, sorry guys, I'm doing this from memory on this one. I just started talking about this. And uh, but then you can't give it to Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl has it was at the time just injury riddled. And I credit Mark Stahl by the way for getting to a thousand games. I, I still. I still can't help but always always look at his career and think, what if he didn't get X injury, not the concussion, not the eye. Oh, certainly not the eye. God, I remember watching that live and being just horrified. Uh, and then, and then you know, he came back for the 2013 playoffs a couple of times. He played all right. I mean, given everything that happened. 2014, he played very well. 2015, he played very well. But then after that, you you, you don't renew him. You don't renew him for 2015. And it, it, though it sucked, you, you shouldn't have done that. All right. Uh, it's about all the home ice that we could get. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. I went all the way down. John, hey, how's it going? Sorry, guys. Usually this goes a little bit more fluid when Philk is doing the solo shows or even Anthony. They're, they're really the stronger ones at doing this than me. So I hope this is all coming out all right. Uh, the Canes with Ned last year. Uh, and a... Uh, and it, blah, blah, blah. the Canes did that with Ned last year and it cost them against the Lightning. They should have started Reimer in net and beat them four times in the regular season. Honestly, I, I got to say it like this. If your season hinged on James Reimer, then that's <laughs> it's sort of like I, I when I say the thing, if something X is the answer, what the hell is the question? James Reimer hasn't been the number one since Toronto. So uh, refs equals no consistency, but there's, there hasn't been consistency in the NHL as far as the referee has been going uh, all year. So, but we all, we know things. Um, they, they, it's, they're going to be swallowing their whistles in a week. By the way, core, I already see this and I'm going to go off. Okay, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind because you have a goalie that you just signed to a seven-year extension who is arguably the best goalie in your franchise history. Why, because Talbot was hot for two months? I mean, unbelievable. I have seen this with Ranger fans for so long. Oh, we should have started against Tampa? Why? How do you know he wasn't going to get lit up? He got lit up his only playoff appearance for the Rangers in 2014 when he couldn't make a save at all versus Montreal when, when yeah, he took over for Hank when he got pulled. No, no, absolutely no. You go with the guy that got you there. And by the way, I don't know if, if you noticed or all the other Talbot heads noticed. This is the reason why I hate Cam Talbot is, A, Cam Talbot is on like his ninth freaking team since then, I know it's uh it's it's his fourth wait fourth team since he left the New York Rangers. So it's not like you got this this like pillar of consistency. But I don't know if anybody else noticed, but the Henrik Lundqvist that showed up in games four, five, six, and seven was pretty damn good, and he saved their ass in four and six. Could he have done something in seven? I don't know. Or or five? Could he have scored a goal? They lost two nothing both times. Yeah, Cam Talbot was the difference. 
You, you know what? All right, hold on. Let me give you this. Game three, Henrik wasn't great. Game two, Henrik wasn't great. Henrik was great in game one. But no, Cam Talbot was the answer. By the way, if Cam Talbot would have been in the series against the, the Washington Capitals, they were done at five. And yes, that was the only time you could bench Hank. <laughs> I have a lot of those fights at the bar. By the way, Cora, thanks for dealing with me. Um, it's just, and Slavin is the best. Uh, I gotta say, if John D, you're saying that if the Penguins lose, this is the end of the die, they're the end of their era. It could be, it could be. Uh, uh, Cor, I 100% agree with you on that one. 100%. By the way, that might be a DVR series, like just. Set it and go right in on that. Uh, the Rangers' key to the playoffs is five on five average play. And if the power play gets stagnated, the Rangers will not go too far. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, even if you're going against the number one penalty killing team in the league, like they did last night, or the number three penalty killing team, let me make sure that there's still number three in uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins because their penalty killing actually got better. After everything. Yeah, the Penguins are number three at 85%. They're, um, they're like, th those are the times that you need your power play to click, especially when it's a number four power play. But always, goals against end up canceling goals scored. It's It just happens like that in the playoffs. A great offensive team doesn't stay offensively consistent. Uh, but by the way, Cora, once again, I can't wait to make a prediction on that one. Uh, I know you, you're probably going to have on your channel, if you don't follow him, uh, check him out. But if you, you, that's good luck trying to predict that one. I'm actually going to go, I'm leaning towards the blues because I just, I've been a believer in the blues the entire time. Uh, but I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury's changed a lot of things in Minnesota. So we're going to get to the bar talk in a minute, guys. I'm going to do about like uh, five more comments and uh, let's assume McKay, Gauthier, and Braz play tonight. What are the lines? Uh, I think Breadman's sitting. I think Breadman is done for the season. Uh, we'll see it. It might be him next week. It's it's a shame because I think he'd be the seventh New York Ranger to score 100 points. SK, Yager, Rattel, Leach. Uh, I got to try to... I, I, I remembered seven for some reason. But... Uh, it would be a shame for, for him not to get 100, but there's more important things to go ahead on. Honestly, it, it, it's it's irrelevant. I don't care. Uh, Loft goes up to the second line. Maybe Kako could come back. Uh, I was hearing Kako's going to come back. That's one information I should have looked up right away. I'm not going to give you guys more dead air right now. No, no, no. Not had, uh, Did Hatfield get 100? I think only... Uh, and I, I think I think Hatfield, by the way, great picture, Jeffrey. I think Hatfield got 100. Uh, didn't get 100. I think he had 50 points. By the way, talk about that easy question. Um, the last time the Rangers had four players over 70 points, 94. So he did? Okay. All right, so then Jill Bear probably got on there. 
See, you know what? This is this is why this is why I try to do all my stat packs beforehand. Oh, but I hate being wrong. It, it's the worst thing. That's why I don't I don't go into relationships anymore. So, hey, Sean, how you doing? Rick, it's actually a lot better than what you think. Uh, the Rangers in uh, their three and one against Penguins. They're two and one against the Capitals. They're playing their fourth game on Friday. They're uh, one and three against the Hurricanes. That's the one that 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 troubles you. But they're two and one against Florida. They're three and over as Tampa. They're one uh, two and one against the Bruins, and two and one against the Maple Leafs. There you go. If it's Western Conference teams, who gives a rat's ass? You only have to play one of them. <laughs> uh, that's that's not exactly the best way of looking at it, but still. Uh, by the way, everybody, thanks for joining me on the solo show today. Uh, obviously, wish I had the full crew with me, but want to make sure that there's content in you so you're not, uh, on on here, so you're not forgetting about us. But so again, hey, Sean, backup goalie, Ranger, uh, to the Ranger. Yeah, well, and that's true. I mean, every because uh, uh, God help you if the star isn't the greatest thing. But by the way, that's not entirely true all the time because you get a you didn't have anybody clamoring to get rid of Eli Manning for years. But also, Eli Manning had those two Super Bowl rings to kind of flash. So. Yes. Uh, Cora just said, I should have said there because I agree. Yeah. My point was the only time it was arguable. Okay. Yeah. That's the only time it was arguable. You, you still go with your number one. You, you, you don't, you don't go to the dance and then try to find a new girl when you get there. That's just, that's, that's not going to work. Um, it's like people that bring in people that bring in beers to the bar. And I look at them like, uh, what are you doing? You're in a bar. You can't have an outside drink. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know? You didn't know? Because you drink down in my bar, and then what happens? I'm then liable for your drink, even though I didn't serve it to you. I bet you guys didn't know that. Then you go off, you crash, you crash your car, you kill somebody, and there you go. Uh um, fortunately, right now I am not charging fees, Sean, for joining the Chris Kreider fan club. Uh, it's basically, it's, it's definitely me. There's lots of other people though. Congratulations to Chris Kreider on earning the Stephen McDonald award. And I just want to say this on a side note, and I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that the NHL didn't go too crazy a couple years ago when the political climate was boiling up about police because that, and I, I, I'm so happy this is still the Stephen McDonald Award, a guy who exemplifies the bravery and sacrifice that it takes to be a New York City police officer. Thank you all for the uh, for the new the, at the New York City PD and uh, NYPD, and that's why I like doing the hashtag with NYPD whenever it comes down to Andrew Cop, who, by the way, the New York Rangers really need to resign, and it's it's uh something that it's. It's 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 my favorite night every single time of the year. And 
it, it's great to see people that are recognized by that and who's who's wanted the most times, as was the trivia question yesterday. No surprise. It was the man that sacrificed probably more than any other New York Ranger I've ever known, Adam Graves, and continues to be a giver to this organization long after he stopped skating for them. So it's it's amazing. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you need a nap, uh, watch the Hockey News podcast. Uh, not that not that I even want to brag or anything else like that, but we have our numbers that'll beat their numbers at times. So, And the thing is, we haven't caught on to the algorithm as much. So uh, uh, we're not established, and we're not getting paid for this. We got, we got to do this in our spare time. Uh, oh, you know what? See... Jeffrey, this is thank you because this is why I needed to to get there. So the New York Rangers that scored uh hundred points in a season, Jean Rattel, Yarmar Yager, Mark Messier, Brian Leach, Mike Rogers, and Vic Hatfield. So that's why it got to seven. Yeah, that's why he would have been the seventh. That's why, thank you. Because it was the one thing I did not look up today. Um, don't do don't don't do live streams completely by memory. It, it doesn't work that well. Um, yeah, and Vic Hatfield. I'm a little bit surprised it wasn't Roger Bear though that season, but whatever. Mike Rogers, everybody forgets about, and John Weber. You're right. Mike Rogers is. I I honestly I forget about his career as a New York Ranger, and he was a very good New York Ranger. Uh, people, uh, people said Igor should have won it, but I'm sorry. Yeah, he'll get his chance at some point. Kreider deserves it totally for this. Yeah. And, and, and I put on the post, I, I still do post for all things Rangers, even though like we're trying to do as much as I can for big Apple hockey. Cause we're trying to reach out and do league wide stuff. But when it comes to this, it's the one award that all the New York Rangers really want to win. Uh, that it's 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 it, it it's what it means for sacrifice and and dedication to your sport and if i recall correctly uh adam gray is one of the most and i want to say jed ortmeyer is second or ryan callahan is second but you get the guys that look cam talbot won this award and deserved it that year he, he did no matter how many times he passed the puck to the other team a la tristan jari uh and if you don't believe me, look at that game in February where John Devera scored 11 seconds in. So if there's anything, by the way, <laughs> cop, who's he? <laughs> I would believe, I believe there was uh, a commenter we had on our uh, podcast or in, and, and pages that constantly said, go get Andrew Cop, go get Andrew Cop." Anybody know who that was? But anyway. And yeah, and thank you, by the way, for everybody serving as a police officer, whether it's in Smithfield, North Carolina, or in uh, Arizona DPS, Highway Patrol. Thank you very much to my brother, Dan. And hell, half my clientele at my Wontoa bar. All right. Agreed cop uh, on cop and let uh, Strom walk. And... We're going to do these last two. We're going to go to the part talk after that. The re, uh, 
the reason you guys aren't fitting into the algorithm as much is because YouTube is trash. It doesn't support live streams as much. Actually, I was told live streams is where like we should be going. But yes, YouTube is trash. That's a different story. Actually, in general, social media is is really uh kind of slanted. You ever notice that? However, uh, maybe that might be changing. We don't know. Uh, careful, careful what we wish for, because we just might get it. And uh, this week's news on the Twitter rebranding and changing. Because after all, if uh, yeah, that 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 could be a whole can of worms. That, that's just opening. So we'll find out about that. By the way, hey, Granny. Yeah, and by the way, Core, yeah, 100%. 100%. By the way, sometime we got to we got to find a way to get you on with us. So, um but it's that was a great game. Uh, I think they went I think they went down I'm trying to remember if it was they, they were down 2 nothing or 3 nothing in the first and then they came Yeah, I think it was 3 nothing. Then McDonough scored in the first period. I think there was another one. By the way, Granny, uh thank you by the way on the first comment on the tribute video. Yes, uh, I've been trying to work on trying to get a tribute video out for Mike Bossy for a while because, a- after all, like I said, we're trying to do the Islanders, we're trying to do the Rangers, we're trying to trying to do be more of a league wide influence. But also, it's you know, it's seeing when Guy Lafleur went down, it's or passed away, I should say. It's uh, and it was just sad. But I, I thought about his comeback when he went back to the forum and the, the great ovation that he had. Uh, but if you haven't watched it, it's, it's on our channel. It's and entitled just the tribute to bossy uh, Clark Gillies, Jean Poppin and Gila floor. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Cor. I'll, I'll definitely do that for you. But, and uh, it's set to Garth Brooks, the dance, as I look back on that now, I kind of wish I had more footage of Gilbert and uh, uh, Emil Francis in there as well. Uh, the hockey world's already lost too many great players over the last year and uh, the last couple years. And it's just, it's just, it's been sad. All right. So we are going to break off from this. And guys, since since uh, there is nobody with me, I would like your comments in there during the bar talk segment. Sounds good. All right. Uh, whoops. I hit the ticker again. And let's go. I'm going to take a shot on this one. You're going to say beer. I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh, my God. So welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we gauge our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. And this time, I want you guys to be much more interactive with me than ever, because it's not just about my opinion. I would love to know what you're thinking as well. And also, after most Ranger games, you can get the final buzzer with John Falkowski, where he does his interactive post-game Rangers talk. Check out his good, bad, and ugly game reviews. But it's I, it's been a great season already. We're perfecting our formats, and we're going to be doing 
and more expansion on it in the future. By the way, right now it's starting to even out a little bit. The Pittsburgh Penguins at 60% and the Washington Capitals at 40%. Who do you want to see in the first round? Put it up on the poll that's right over here. So we're going to start with this one. Alexei Lafreniere is actually having a good season for the New York Rangers. And I'm going to buy everybody around on that one. Because if you look at his numbers, 18 goals, zero of them on the power play. He only has two power play points and 12 assists. By the way, 12 assists, he didn't play that long with Kreider and Zibanejad. 30 points. He's eighth on the Rangers. Four game winning goals. That that was a huge number. I, that jumped out at me when I saw that. And a 28% shooting percentage, which means you need to shoot the puck more, kid. But it's, you know, I got, I got to go with this. This kid is actually having a pretty good year. And I know Ranger fans just want to label them as a bust. I don't know why, because he's not Connor McDavid from day one. There's a reason why it's called development. And sometimes the product from development, you might not see it for years. Check Mark Savard. Uh, you might not see it at all. Check pretty much every other Ranger draft pick in that era, uh, Jamie Lundmark. And then you might see it like again by the time, by the time you th- maybe he's just not in the right situation. And right now, yeah, he's not in the right situation. Natural positions left wing. The Rangers had that in spades to start. If he was a right wing or a center, that would have been better. And again, like we said before, on past podcasts that the Rangers were not going to jump ahead on of, of the central scouting to go and go get Lucas Raymond or go get Trevor Zegras uh, in the, I think that was the Kako draft. It's, it wasn't going to happen. Guys. It, you go with number one, number two, you go with either number one or number two. Very rarely do people like Nolan Patrick was supposed to go number one and the devil's, Surprise some people by going with Nico Heischer. They made the right decision. So, I, I again, I just got to buy everybody around on that one. Let me see what some of you guys are saying right now. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, got to buy everybody around on that one, Granny. Uh, Core. Round easily. If he had power play time or even a quarter of chances, he'd set up his line mates and actually buried chances. He'd have 50 points easy. Yes. Because by the way, that's one of those reasons why I say all the time that Filipino, I just don't think he's the answer. And I, and it again, if you look at my face, the same way I kind of said this about Buchnevich, I said it about Buchnevich because they need to move on from him in order to, to pay other people and keep it going. Uh, the developments, but this one, Filipino, I like the guy. I really like Filipino. The guy's a great kid. Not going to be doing it here. So they just got to do that. Um, yeah, I understand that, Ely. Um, the, uh, the rain, he said, I still say the Rangers need to look at their development coaches. The reason I understand that, but then again, I'm going to go to the Florida Panthers who have been great with developing players and their, their head of development is Gregory Campbell, who wasn't known as being this outstanding development guy. I mean, if, if, if they somehow waste their opportunities on these two players, 
then, and by the way, those two players I mean are Kako and Lafreniere. Uh, obviously, Kratzoff has got different issues. Their defensive development has been very good, especially for the last 10, 15 years. But the fact that Chris Kreider was their first homegrown 30-goal 30, 30 scorer, 30-goal scorer since Tony Amati. And when Statboy Steven said that to me, I was shocked. And then researching it, yep, yep, that's it. So, I mean, there aren't many 30-goal scorers over the last uh, 30 years for the New York Rangers anyway. I mean, I remember when uh, Windrush did it, Radek Dvorak did it, um, well, then Yager, of course, Peter Pruka, uh, Gabrick, uh, two 40-goal seasons, Rick Nash, 40-goal uh, I think Rick Nash had two 40-goal seasons. Uh, Brad Richards, it, you know, so again, you know, they'll send him down or trade him. Uh, these past few games, Lop is showing why. Yes, again. And I put up a tweet about this saying that people want to say that Lop's, he, Lop's a bust, but he's a no power play time. That helps immensely. Lop just needed to be consistent in his minutes. And yeah, he'll go on. Uh, they're growing pains like every young player does. The reason why he went number one. He also he also looks like mentally speaking, he can he can handle the game. And he made another great move last night on trying to think which defenseman it was that he just blew right by him. And the move he made on Dylan Larkin, obviously in the Detroit game. What a play. What a play. And that's where you you you, you gotta lock him up for uh, just assault and abusing a player. Uh, if Steve Eiserman, yeah, if Steve Eiserman was the GM and took someone that's not a consensus pick, that's the only time I'd trust that pick. That's right. And after all, Steve Eiserman did that with Morris Cider. So, uh, one last one, then we're going to move on to the next topic. I feel every player development has, uh, has improved this season. Drury revamped the department and scouting as soon as he was promoted. And yeah, yeah. And uh, Drury's Drury seems to have a philosophy that he wants to adhere to. I'm not sure that was with Gorton. And I know JD does have one because he had one in Columbus. He had one in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, the, the wings look amazing. Now Larkin's done for the year. And you know, that's what I was saying. Yep. All right. We're going to move on to this one. The New York Islanders, Ilya Sorokin should get serious Vesna con uh, consideration. Guys, um, <laughs> I'm buying everybody around on this one because yeah, he should. Serious. Here's. Uh, I didn't actually put on the list of everybody, but I'll I'll do that again in a second. Now, when I say serious, that he should be, whoop, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't at least hit the tripod once. Uh, when I say serious consideration, he should probably end up being a finalist. Uh, this is um, Igor Sestorkin's award, period. There is no, the number two is still distant and number two is still pretty good goalie, but uh, you look at those numbers that Sorokin's put up on a non-playoff team, 2.35 goals against fourth in the NHL, 0.92 save, uh, seven save percentage, second in the NHL, seven shutouts, second in the NHL, a team that can't score 
on a team that uh, had a lot of problems in the month of December, especially. And those are great numbers. Those are great numbers. He he should he should get if he's not third place, he should be fourth. And by the way, I think he should be third. I think he's better than Freddie Anderson this year. Sorry. Sorry to uh, some of the Carolina fans that might be watching. Nope. Freddie Anderson, not as good as as Ilya Sorokin. And um, also, the only guy I put ahead of, well, again, the distant second is still Jacob Markstrom to me. Jacob Markstrom's had a great season over in Calgary, and he's one of those reasons why Calgary is doing oh so well right now. So hopefully they keep going. And uh, – See what see what is going to come from there. What do you guys think on that? All right, who's the top five goalies? I didn't say a number five. Uh, wow. Yeah. All right, I got to come up with a number five on the spot. Uh, I'm going to cheat and go to the league leaders for a second. Hey, by the way, number five should probably be uh Jack Campbell because he started out well. <laughs> Uh, number five might be Freddie Anderson. I mean, Jeremy Swayman's had a great year, but he's been kind of down the last two months. Uh, Darcy Kemper, I, I, I just, uh, he's not really on the eye test for me. I don't know. Uh, number five is going to be too hard to guess. Thanks. Thanks for throwing me on the spot on that one. Um, round Markstrom and Campbell fell off after the, the hot starts. Yes. Bobby Ganoush, welcome back. Freddie Anderson is only good because the Canes are good. Yes. that's See, that's where a defensive team doesn't help their goaltender. And you see it for a while. Oh, Cora, thanks for reminding me. All right. You know what? UC Soros. <laughs> yeah, UC Soros. Oh, my God. I can't believe See, this is what happens when you get put on the spot and you got to do everything. UC Soros, I said... Back in the midseason previews, uh, the midseason awards was probably their uh, number. He he could have won, been a nominated for the Hart Trophy in the midseason. He was that good. Uh, although now it looks like his teammate Roman Yossi might be in that conversation now. But uh, Freddie hasn't been the same since Wilson ran him over early in March. And but that's also the thing about Freddie. Freddie always breaks down as the season goes on. And Swayman is a little bit off. I on the on the blog post that I did on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. Check it out. We're starting to get more written articles on there. But uh, I did detail that the last two months Swayman's been over a three goals against average. So that might not be his net come next week. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. And if it's uh, Lita Solmark, he's been playing very well in in April. So, um, Cassidy's got a decision right there. So I almost called him Butch Cassidy. It's Bruce Cassidy. So, (laughs) oops. All right. So here we go. Moving on to the next one. Austin. Well, you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to leave that one. (laughs) I forgot it was a question. I almost clicked on, uh, that he scored, but Austin Matthews will be the best American player this millennium. Oh, God, I'm buying everybody too much uh, all this week. Uh, I'm buying around. I'm going to say that right now. Again, geez. And uh, fortunately, it won't be a clean sweep. I think there's going to be another one. 
Austin Matthews scored his 60th goal of the season last night. 60 goals. The first American to ever score 60 goals. Well, the first American-born player, although then there's the argument of Brett Hall is an American-born player, but still. I mean, now I'm trying to remember whether or not Brett Hall is classified as American-born player. <laughs> it's... I know he's got dual citizenship, but all right. Still, um, 60 goals, Austin Matthews. And, and um, it's I think he did it pretty much in 60 games, 61 games. He has been nothing short of amazing this year and deserves every single accolade. He's probably going to win the Hart Trophy. And uh, God is just well-deserved. Phil and I had a conversation uh, about a month ago. Why isn't he more of a household name in the States. And if you're TNT, if you're ESPN and you guys are worth anything, you got to promote Austin Matthews because American audiences will gravitate to him. He's, he's, he's got a great personality. I loved the, when he joked around about uh, when he ran into the, the net, <laughs> he just said, well, the crossbar was there. I figured why not smash my face into it. <laughs> but um, now will he be the best American player this millennium? I already bought around, but Patrick Kane's the other guy that goes into that. Um, there's, uh, there's going to be a, some more, but no, it's, it's Patrick, uh, Patrick, Patrick Kane's the only one that's even close to him on that. I'm going Austin Matthews. You guys said yes. Corset around. Uh, by the way, Chris G. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I say, let's say Washington because of Vetchkin looks to be out or ineffective. Penguins also have jury. So, yeah, that's usually the way that one is. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think Hull was... Not American born, but he's American citizen. That's what I think it is. Because you get some list, like NBC did the list of American born players. Brett Hall, I think, was number three. And rounds, but he needs to pick it up at the playoffs. This might be the year. Yes. <laughs> the least still lose in the first round. Yep. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into that in about another minute, but. The Leafs, I just can't help but look at them and go, hey, you guys have done really well. Whoever you're playing in six. And I do, and it, it's just, yeah, everybody. Well, if it's not Patrick Kane, I don't know who would, who would be the next best player because Patrick Kane won a scoring title on a heart trophy. Us thinking that ESPN actually will talk about hockey. Yep. Yeah, and... You're going to say Jack Campbell is going to outplay uh, Vasilevsky. You're talking about two teams with lethal, not good, lethal offenses. And Tampa's got depth. Ta Toronto, mm. and again, I've detailed this before. There's been sub-nine save percentages for Toronto goalies since the month of December. Don't sell me that they got the goaltending. They should have improved their goaltending. They could have gotten Simeon Verlamov or somebody else, but instead, they wanted to roll with this. So, yes. Uh, and 
The Leafs are offensive heavy. Defense wins cups. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on. We were talking about the goaltending situation. Uh, Chris G was just mentioning it just a minute ago. But Washington has a better goaltending uh uh, situation. That the, all right. Well, I'm going to reread it because I just started laughing in the middle of this. Washington has a better goaltending situation than the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ooh, uh, I'm going to say shot on this one. And let me make a nice big shot. Hey, now my face is on it. <laughs> so I already have these all preset, but I, I gotta, I gotta bring up uh, the last year's kerfuffles if you will because first we'll do this it's uh Ilya Samsonov 23 and 11 and 5 a, a 3.02 goals against and an 8.95 save percentage so while I'm doing that let me just go to scores because <laughs> everybody if you think wash the Rangers should be scared of the Washington Capitals I have to show you this uh, we'll go to Game Center and let's get to back to back to this. Vitek Vanacek, he's considerably better, 2.6 goals against and a 0.91 save percentage. Uh, but then again, I'm still not exactly sold on Vitek Vanacek. And then lastly, Tristan Jari, you know, the ultimate playoff player that he is. Uh, I mean, when I think of playoff goalies, I think Tristan Jari. Woo! And if there's Penguins fans listening to me, prove me wrong. That, that, I'll play it. I'm going to be playing it in a minute. But the, that goal the, in game five for Josh Bailey? So here we go, everybody. So it's, last night I'm watching the Ranger game. And in the next, in the next TV over, I see Casey Sezikis' goal. And as that's needlessly playing the, uh, let me get there right there. I gotta, I gotta show you guys this. It's, it's, it's this awful. All right. So, uh, need to set up shop here as we've got 56 watch seconds this. to go on the Washington power play. And again, they'll launch it all the way down. Samsonov comes out. There's a takeaway, and Samsonov gets back in front. They score! What a goal, Casey Sezikis. How about that effort? It's 3-1. to one. I mean, plenty of opportunities, and Orloff's looking, and then Samsonov is just very, very casual. And now, look, look, look watch it on the ground, and says, well, let me just... Hoisted up, and Samsonov never gets back out of position. Didn't hustle anywhere enough, but don't take anything away from Sezikis. He never gives up on the play. Yeah, don't take anything away from Sezikis. You know what? Give it to Sezikis. But let me just rewind this really, just for a second for you. Look, Sezikis is down on the ground. Samsonov is still in his back turn. This is ridiculous. And he, he does trip a little bit over the back of the net, but Ilya Samsonov is careless behind his own net. It's up. happened that not just once, but twice. The... And here, let me give you guys this one to kind of go with the point that I've been going on and the rant. This is off of this is off of the article I put on last week. Watch this. Oh, 
clutch. Absolutely. Oh wait, I never put it. I never put it in the stream. Oh boy, this is why I should be admonished whenever I have to do this by myself. Everybody, here we go. Let's do it again. And then Miller fires right back down. Jolts and hesitation, allowing Smith to take the puck, and he scores. Greg Smith, game three. See, by the way, uh, just to mention once again, uh, just that's terrible. That's terrible. I should have should have put it in the stream. That's my bad. You you guys can go ahead. Jesus, don't call me Justin Williams. That name's that name haunted me for way too long. Uh, but then again, let's go right back to that. Let's look at Tristan Jari in in the the gold More tonight. Ice time than any Pittsburgh Penguins forward tonight. A steal. It's Bailey. He scores. And of course, I clicked the wrong one. The Islanders go to Pittsburgh. They steal game five. They're headed back to the Coliseum play. with a chance to close it out. Oh, as good as Jari has played, that, that, that's a mistake. And Bailey with a little head. Like, doing and what's the first thing they teach you in Pee Wee's? Don't pass, pass up the middle. And then a giveaway to Josh Bailey, who wins it. He only got hooked just a little bit as he was going to shoot it. Watch the hook right there. And then he just chips it by him as... Jari went down. He was exposed. And <laughs> All right. Enough, enough about this and enough about me screwing up uh, my own stream. What do you guys think? Uh, Tampa Bay has been good. Been struggling. Yeah. That's really good. Um, tend the goal. That is 100% right. We definitely need a tech guy. What we definitely well, the problem is that we need a tech guy. The problem is that I need to, I need to be better prepared on that one. I was not so. Superman Sully was the best, yeah. And I'm actually missing a couple of comments on here because I think I'm down to the bottom. Yeah, just yeah, Justin Williams, who unfortunately terrorized the New York Rangers in 2014. So out of all the times I get to hear Williams scores, it's against the team that I'm rooting for. So I would, I mean, Mr. Game 7, though, I got to give him credit. He is, he is a hell of a player. He has always been that great. Um, yeah. Yeah, he didn't even get back to the middle of his net. His stick was on the, on, it's just everything. Everything. What are you doing? Even leaving it behind. And by the way, the Rangers face the Caps. Here's the other thing, like I said before, if you have two goalies, you don't have one. At least Pittsburgh's got that solved. You get a little bit of dust off the camera right there. But it's, no. And by the way, right now, we're at 62%. So a lot of people still think the Pittsburgh Penguins are the team to face. Uh, as this poll keeps going on. And uh, Brody, hey, Brody, you're on. <laughs> yeah i'm doing you know what it's, i get to do some of the technical stuff whenever phil or anthony are talking so when it's when i got to think about comments the banners and everything else it's it's a little bit more difficult uh so let's get that one off and flower lost his stick like two times yeah because there's something for like I'm trying to remember which goalie it was. I want to say it was actually Marc-Andre Fleury. He does this sweeping poke check and he gets his, his stick 
lost a lot. It happens all the time. By the way, thanks to the 12 of you that are watching on this right now. Um, <sighs> obviously, I wish there was a zero behind that, but it's understandable. Uh, who wants to look at my face for an hour and 12 minutes? All right. Lastly, this one for you guys. Bruce Boudreaux should get coach of the year consideration. And the only thing I'm going to have to say about that is, is the word consideration. I'm going to say the word shot. I'm oh, sorry, beer. I mean, Ugh. beer for me on that. And oh, I could do this. Okay. May we never see that ever again, folks. But it's uh, Bruce Boudreaux. This was the Canucks under him. Those are all outstanding numbers. Goal differential plus 34. A uh, 31 wins in uh, under like 55 or did 55 games. And look at that goals for and goals against per game, like 3.31 goals for and 2.69. They're all amazing. But I'm going to ask you guys this question. You guys can start putting it down in the comments below. Let me see if some of these answers right over here. The problem, because the problem I'm going to run into about Boudreaux is. Uh, been working for a while, and yes, yeah, Bruce gets a beer from me too. Yes, thank you, Brody. But the problem you run into is two questions Who's exact? What makes a coach of the year candidate to you? So you guys can start throwing it down in the comments right now. And just, I mean, look at some of the candidates that he's up against. He's got Brunette in, in Boston, in the Florida, who has done an outstanding job, even after the Joel Quenville controversy came around. Perfect reason that the Florida wanted to go into the tank. Instead, 120 points right now. And they need, I think, well, one win gives them the president's trophy. Uh, Colorado, Jared Bednar, who had to navigate through injuries to McKinnon a couple times. Uh, Minnesota Wild, Dean Evison. He is he did a great job last year, and then they kind of fell off a little bit, but he's doing great. Gerard Gallant, what what more do you need to say about him with that? Cal uh, Daryl Sutter in Calgary. That team looks like they're a Stanley Cup winner. That I'm, I'm serious when I say that. That team looks like they're a Stanley Cup winner. And but but you know what? Craig Berube in in St. Louis. That's another one. He, I mean, he's He's right there. That team is playing on such a high level too right now. And then, of course, you got to give it up for Sheldon O'Keefe. They're going to be having home ice in the Atlantic Division. They're, they weren't going to win the division, but they're, they're having home ice. And they have got zero defense. Zero. Now, as far as I'm concerned, defense falls on the coach. If you're not coaching defense, then I... I don't even want to hear from you because uh, that's what coaches should always be concerned about. Defense, defense, defense. If you think you're a running gun team, fine, be a running gun team. But uh, defense wins it in the playoffs. So what exactly? So first off, who is your coach of the year? And, well, and also, by the way, beer shot or are you buying everybody around on this question? Or what makes a coach of the year to you? We go to some of the comments right now. You got... Brunette will get it. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, David, I was on the Travis Green train in the bubble 
but they have not been as good since since that playoff bubble. So I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's all exactly all there. Um, yeah, uh, Bruno is my front runner. Gallant's right there. I mean, I wonder who's going to be finalists. <laughs> Uh, first off, by the way, core, I, I, I wow, Daryl Sutter, he, he's just transformed that team since the month of January. They, they've been incredible. Uh, I love the name absolute bot, but, uh, and welcome to the show. If this is your first time, uh, but yeah, I think Gawant's, Gawant's definitely a good choice too. He basically took the same team and just kept on making him better. And then once I got Andrew Cop. I mean, Tyler Mott comes back. That's going to be a huge difference maker. Huge. Jones is back so he can keep Nemeth on the bench. No, I think they're going to end up playing Nemeth on there. Thank you, Ely. Beer. Uh, I mean, see, the hard part is with this, how much drama did he really have? And I say it like this because... The drama was on the Chicago side and it was from his Chicago days. So none of that happened in Florida. They already kind of set the groundwork and moved them forward. And then Quenville having to leave when they were on top, all you had to do was just keep it going. It's still not an easy, try to try to find somebody that's come. That's, that's gone through that, that early in the season. Cause I believe it was November when all this went down and uh, the wild are looking great right now, especially that they have a goalie that they can rely on. I forgot who their starting goalie was before then. Anybody, anybody, did we talk about him already earlier in the day? Because Cam Talbot is the greatest goalie they ever played for the New York Rangers. Only people that hated Henrik Lundqvist had to say that. I still think, by the way, I'm going to go back to Cam Talbot for one more second. He was a product of Benoit Allaire. There you go. Because what has he done since then? Um, My thoughts on the Rangers' second string goalie is it's a distant second, and I don't care who it is next year. Get a veteran at the league minimum, or even try to see if Tyler Wall wants to be the backup and if see if he, he can actually play at the NHL level. But, I mean... Cam Talbot did make it to the All-Star game. I do. I was there. I saw him. I know he was there. But trust me, I had him in fantasy. He's, his goals against was still pretty high at that time. He was winning games. That's because you're on an offensive team. Just because he had six good weeks of being a New York Ranger doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. Let's retire as 33 and get it over with then. <laughs> he fought Mike Smith the eight. Uh, uh, his second season was the one when he, when he had 33 wins, if I recall correctly. Uh, by the way, we're at 63% of people that want the Pittsburgh Penguins to play the New York Rangers. Uh, I'm just going to confirm that for a second. It should have been his second season. See, this is again. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great for dead air. I'm starting to sound like Mike Francesa. By the way, that just tell you, Google it goes right to 
Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot stats, Cam Talbot Rangers. Cam Talbot um, had 40 wins his second season with the Edmonton Oilers. 21 in his first, 42 in his second, 31 in his third, and his last uh, since then. Since then, between Philadelphia, Calgary, he's he had 31 his second season. He had 11 in uh, total with Edmonton and Philly the next year. He had 41 over the next three seasons, 31 this season. But again, his his, his goals against is 2.78. That's not good for the NHL level. And it, it um, point nine one one save percentage. That's pedestrian in the in today's league. It's funny to say that, by the way. It's pedestrian in this in this in this day and age. But um, yeah. Oh, Cora, I gotta throw that one on there. <laughs> to granny that's that's right too uh i hate him for ruining hank knight and in how fitting and but that was also zook <laughs> zook i think get three assists in that game <laughs> uh <laughs> thanks bobby thanks uh yeah but the thing is if you're the better goalie then what? Then what? He doesn't, he doesn't try harder? I mean, I, I, I just quoted his numbers. 2.78 goals against average. He's supposed to be better than that. And the Wild are a better defensive team. And just the point – and and now we're going I'm, – I'm bashing Cam Talbot now. That's that's all I'm doing now. Great. This is, this is going to endear me to a lot of Ranger fans. While I'm at, after, after this, I'm going to bash Sean Avery on his return. Um, Cam Talbot is a member of the Minnesota Wild. Oh, sorry, not Cam Talbot. Mark Andre Fleury, ten games, eight wins, two point nine one goals against. Uh oh, <laughs> and a uh, a nine oh five save percentage. Actually, those numbers are worse. <laughs> Go back to Cam Talbot. <laughs> oh boy, I hate losing arguments, especially with myself. Uh, no, see, by the way, the worst part is it was Justin Huberto because I was thinking for some reason, Justin Trudeau, but I mean, obviously Jonathan Huberto, when I get a big Apple hockey Jersey name, it's going to be always win, don't win games. They could steal some. If your team doesn't score, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Mike, that's hundred percent. hundred percent. So, uh, but again, going back to coach of the year candidates, you look at all these guys, they're all in there for coach of the year. That's why Bruce Boudreaux, he might get some consideration. This isn't going to be a situation like, uh, I want to say, seven years ago in the NFL when Bruce Arians went 11-5 and five as an interim coach or 10-5 and five or something like that and did a great job. I wonder what ever happened to that Bruce Arians. Is he, did he ever uh, win a Super Bowl somewhere? So... Uh, that's going to wrap this up for the, for the big Apple hockey bar talk. Uh, I'm going to go off on a topic that has really frustrated me the last week. And uh, we're going to go some, some more Q and a and possibly go to about two o'clock right now. So everybody, once again, thanks for dealing with me and 
trying trying to do this all solo. If I had if I had either Anthony or Phil here, it would be immeasurably better of a broadcast. But this is what we're gonna have to do uh, for a little bit of time until error. <laughs> you know, actually, wait before we start, uh, D. I gotta go with this one before I go on the editorial. Best goalie tandem of the year. Ooh. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, if anybody's got any thoughts on best goalie tandem of the year, throw it down in the comments below. I'm leaning towards Olmark and Swayman once they became a tandem. Um, Yep, there it is. There's Granny. And, oh, nice. Well, nice that you're getting physical therapy at the chiropractor, Mike, but uh, I... I I hope you're feeling better after it. I, I usually feel better after every single chiropractor visit. I got a friend of mine who just had back surgery, or as I like to call him, he had a backyotomy. But uh, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that it's 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 just necessary. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to deal with that in the future, but we'll we'll find that one out because. Uh, I do have a topic, guys. I want to chop at the. I'm chopping at the bit to talk about. You saw it on there, so let's go to an episode of On the Mark. This prediction that's right up here. Uh, just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York Ranger. There are some Markisms that I have, but uh, that's one of my favorites. It was uh, from an unaired video that I had about Tony D'Angelo supposedly using a burner Twitter account. It was just, uh, don't don't use a burner Twitter account. Just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York Ranger has. And then I had a compilation of that. And then I found out that it was all dead spin making crap up. So again, uh, one thing I, I promised to everybody, Big Apple Hockey, Big Apple Sports, as it's starting to grow, we're going to actually have confirmed information. We're not doing hearsay. We're not doing, we're, we're not rushing the judgment where you don't need the rush judgment. I have an article on there. Because uh, again, I want to, I, I want to encourage debates. I want to uh, have people being able to talk about things. I talk about facts. And even when, because again, look at, look at what just happened just now. I'm debating in my head going, oh, Mark andre Fleury is definitely doing better than Kev Talbot. Then all of his numbers were worse. So it's, it's, that's just the way it is. I, I don't want what happened last week with what happened with Mike Bossy. And uh, I had this for the, on the mark and I talked about that and I was disgusted. This week, however, I'm a different thing I'm going to be, I was disgusted about. And I'll be honest with you, it's, I, I guarantee half of you were disgusted with this as well. But so Friday night uh, at the bar, people are saying to me, hey, um, hey, Mark, you turn on the Yankee game. I know they're on. They're playing uh, Cleveland. And I'm going around clicking on every single TV, going on every single channel that they have. Yes, TBS, uh, Channel 11, all these channels that go, where the hell are the New York Yankees? Oh, and then I'm thinking, well, it's Apple TV. I got one TV set up as a smart TV at the bar where you get to at least throw the Yankees on. Nope, not on there. All right, so it's Friday Night Baseball. They're not on Apple TV. What the hell's going on with this? Well, because they, they were on Amazon Prime Video. And yes, I was able to sign the bar and get one TV on that. But the Yankees alone have, uh, let's see, they're on Yes. 
They're on Amazon Prime Video. They're on ESPN, possibly ESPN Plus as well. They're they're on six different networks this year, including Peacock. I don't even know Peacock still at sports, but it's well, they do. They had soccer, and I meant real sports. But it's just it's one of those things that what are what is going on now? Because we have so because it's happened in hockey, or at least to, to a bunch of us. How many people here in the comments of ESPN Plus throw it down there for you? And how many people went to their local bar to be like, hey, I want to watch a game and just have a beer. Oh, wait, I can't do that because you guys have satellite and now it's streaming. So until streaming becomes like something uh, incorporated into all the boxes, I'm not really sure if this model really works because you can get the individuals on their phones and on their T and their smart TVs, maybe their tablets, but uh, this is really not going to be marketable for bars, restaurants, and and such. Uh, it's, it's just, and I've had it with the Rangers. I, I had it uh, last week watching the Detroit game because there was uh, the app listed that they were going to be on ABC, and my cable box has been out. So fortunately, I had to sign in and look at it through that. So I'm looking through ABC. Oh, we're the Rangers. No, they're they're not playing. It's it's Boston versus uh, Pittsburgh. All right. Well, it's, it's got to be that. And I'm flipping out trying to figure out where the hell the Rangers are. And eventually they're on MSG. So I could just go to MSG Go the entire time. But it's it's just like this stuff like this. And I know why they did it. I know that they're trying to get more money in. They're trying to, to get everything they're streaming. But it, this is what's going to kill fans. There are there's less Yankee games on Yes Network than there ever has been this year. Are your cable prices going down? No. Are your satellite prices going down? No. But now you got to subscribe to Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I mean, is the boys really worth it? On top of watching a few Yankee games. Short answer is the boys is a great show. I'm not sure if it's worth hundred dollars a year, but at least they'll give you a free shipping. That'll, that'll come with that. What is Apple TV going to give you? Yes. Ted Lasso is great. Yes. Uh, see, see uh mythic quest. That, that was a pretty good show, but is that really worth it to watch a few mech games on there? Or I mean, and then look at what ESPN plus is. If you're buying, if you're buying the NHL package, shouldn't you be entitled to all of the NHL games or is it just, just like, I don't know. It's because wait until next year when a lot of NHL games are going to Time Warner and they're going to be on HBO Go. So wait for that. Uh, there's there's just a lot of questions that I have. Is this really the right streaming or the, the right model for sports? Yes, you're going to stream. But you know what? Streaming, is it was great for Netflix when I wanted to watch some commercialist the TV show. Now Netflix is talking about putting commercials in. Really? How about this? Stop having, he's having a baby. And while I'm at it with that, with them, uh, why'd you cancel the dark crystal age of resistance? And why did you make cowboy bebop the new one? So it's just, it's one of those things that I just wonder whether or not sports really fits into this bubble. And there has been advantages to it there. Uh, I was able to see games on whatever channel it is when I've traveled. But it's just, and when I'm at work, that doesn't work well. 
So it's it's one of those things. How about you guys? Are you having problems with this? I'm going to go down to the comments and, and see about it right here because streaming itself, start getting down to one deal. It better start being a lot like the way Netflix uh, not net, networks used to be with football, where it used to be the NFC games were on Fox or CBS. And the then it was the AFC was on CBS and Sunday Night Football is on NBC. And we used and Monday Night Football was on ABC, but then it went to ESPN. And before you knew it, you didn't know where your game was that you're watching. And it, it's appointment viewing for a reason, everybody. So. All right, let's 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 get you guys involved on all of this because it, it's it drives me absolutely nuts as I'm doing all this. Yeah, Sunday ticket. Oh boy, by the way. Oh, I'm I'm already liking some of these comments too. Justin O'Keefe, by the way. <laughs> it isn't Sheldon O'Keefe. Oh, it's, no, it's Justin O'Keefe. Oh boy. I I totally Yeah, I knew I messed that one up. Oh, Okay, um, ninety percent of news is a rush of judgment. Yes, that's been 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 true. But why watch the Yankees when you can watch the, the good team in the Mets? Well, you know, yeah. Well, the Mets weren't on yet; they were in Arizona. That was one of the reasons. And by the way, yes, Granny, right about that. The amount that you're paying. Sunday ticket is likely going to Apple, which is going to make it better, which I think I agree with that. But again, Apple TV isn't set up for bars and restaurants. And bars are really what makes Sunday ticket the thing, because you can have 13 TVs all set up and have different TVs. And you, you can glance at a different a different game, go bang, 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 bang. But once it goes to Apple TV, everybody's going to have to have the Apple app. And a lot of places aren't set up for this yet. And if DirecTV wants to survive, they should really start thinking about making boxes that uh, support apps. It's either that or everything's going to Fire Stick. And I don't know, because I uh, I have NHL and mostly watch on Hulu. Yes, but there's going to be less NHL. There's going to be less plus games on. Uh, my daughter wants to use football. Yeah, Sean, I'm agreeing with this one a little bit. Streaming is going to be a flash in the pan, I think. Without contracts, people could just cancel all these streaming services and only keep them for a month at a time. Next, Netflix just lost a ton of subscriptions. Yes. And here's the other thing. If when you start making everything a la carte, this sounded great on, on, on paper, but when it starts getting a la carte, as soon as people don't like it, they're just going to tune you out. Um, I'll look out one, a little bit when it comes to this. Uh, I'm out of market, so unless they play the blues, I just watch on Hulu, which is a good thing. All these multiple streaming count, uh, all these, all this multiple streaming service and channel nonsense is pushing people to watch bootleg stream sites. Yep. Uh, I think Beast TV was one of the ones that was popular about a year ago. And, that's the other thing. Apple TVs. The other thing is how are you going to present the game to me? And that's why now you're seeing the rise of YouTube channels where they're doing the watch alongs. And Phil did a couple of them. And one of them had Braden Schneider's first NHL goal. That was good. But there was also, um, but then you kind of delayed a little bit. So it's sort of like, 
Uh, and that's why you end up going to places and then just turning off what the speakers are. So we're going to start losing who's actually doing the play-by-plays. Everyone has Prime Video, not because they actually want Prime Video. They want free shipping because of that. Yeah. David, thank you. That's actually what I just brought up on that. Me too, David. Uh, it's all those uh, the damn ads for me. Uh this has to hurt NASCAR with the split season between Fox and NBC. Once it goes to NBC, the ratings will drop faster than stripper stop. Uh, each league needs their own streaming service when it comes to sports. Just pay a few hundred uh, a month. Yeah, that's that would be easier for the consumer. But I mean, and and the worst part is for Netflix uh, for Amazon, they just bought a Yes broadcast, and I'm told that the Mets are going to be on there as well. So, good thing you're doing that. Um, sports is a communal experience. Streaming is geared for every person for themselves. And, yep, yeah. I mean, that's that's just where, uh, that's where I, I got to agree on that one, Sean. It's, we all tune in to see Sam Rosen, and that's why I'll still forgive Sam Rosen for any mistake that he makes right now. Sam Rosen is 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 a treasure for the New York Rangers, and a, you know what, a treasure in sports because he does the NFL on Fox too. And uh, he, people that know him have never said a bad word about him. So there you go, uh, Chris G. Severance. The Shrink Next Door, We Crashed, all good Apple shows. I'm going to agree with you on two of the three. I haven't watched a minute of any of them. I do want to see The Shrink Next Door, and I keep on hearing about Severance is great. I, you will never get me to ever say Jared Leto is good in anything. Anything. Congratulations on Dallas Buyers Club. You were is All the stories about Jared Leto, uh, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. Jared Leto, went that he's, he's so method. He's so method he he involves himself like when he was the joker he sent used condoms and dead animals to the 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 cast members and some of them didn't want to comment on it and they're like well why was he doing that because he was trying to get in character to be the joker yeah so he was just morbius the vampire did he go drink blood okay maybe not be so method moron and yes, the failed actor is the one that's saying this. Well, I'm not sure if it's failed. I did give up. <laughs> it's Sheldon Keith, not Sheldon O'Keefe. Oh God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Okay, I could I could actually say the reason why I got that one. All right, I'm gonna get to that in a second, Core. Sean Avery's gonna win a con Smythe. Just watch this. With all that said, I got rid of Hulu, HBO Max, and Apple TV because I just got the Fire Stick Gym Break. Yeah, that's a better solution. My problem is I'm already subscribed to all of them. So I already, even though I got one, it's like I'm already paying. Save it for the next one. Uh it's all right. So by the way, it is my mistake. The reason why is because of my former co-worker uh Connor O'Keefe. Uh, who is right now in the New York Police Academy. Hope you're doing well, kid. And uh, so maybe that was just in my brain. I, I'd even, wow. Uh, I wish Phil and Anthony could have seen that one. 
<laughs> or just been there for George. How are you doing today? If you purchased Centerize package, you should get the stream games. Yes, regardless of the carrier, it doesn't matter because you should be getting it. Uh, and I got rid of Greek TV. Uh, I get it all now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's those like pirated streaming ones that, you know, it takes them a while to go shut them down. Yeah, the NHL app does a good job in getting you to find the games. And the only time it's ever done that to me, I've I had trouble. David, yeah, but you don't have to buy two years of very expensive satellites to watch football. Yep. Actually, they're not expensive anymore. I think when I bought mine, I think it was that was back in 99. That was uh, $350. And then that was back when I wanted all this stuff. That's when I, by the way, that's when I got really center ice and I really got in touch with uh, watching West Coast games. I mean, Luke Robitaille was still an LA King back in those days and he was having his renaissance. And I think that was back in the time Jason Allison was. Uh, was with the the Kings, and it was maybe the Allison Palfi Smolinski line. I think it was that was a really good line. Uh, but that was when West Coast hockey was at its best. Until <laughs> '66, um, and personally, I don't care. I get to see the Bills game, and until I discover NHL TV, I never really saw Ranger games because I lived out of market. So, yeah. And by the way, oh my God, those those camera angles. In ESPN, like just I, honestly, I, I really want to know who ESPN makes their broadcast for. Like, just are you guys kidding me? It's just awful. Uh, thank you very much, Poppy. But that is awesome. Thank you. Because uh, it's why we do these, that's why we got. We got um. What we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep going forward. We're we're hoping life won't get in our way so much. Phil Phil and Anthony put their heart in this about as much as as I do. And uh, although I wake up and immediately I'm trying to figure out ways to still break the YouTube algorithm and everything, but <laughs> it's 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 a lot of work, and we're only gonna get better every single week. So. Thank you guys uh, always for that. Every time I see Sam at the start of a broadcast, I instantly get excited. Never take it for granted. Yep. And by the way, you know what, Sean? Let me go one step further because I think the Swiss Army knife of sports broadcasting is Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert can literally call anything. And I think he's great at what he does. He goes from a Rangers radio broadcast to a TNT high, uh, TV broadcast, to a baseball uh, Fox broadcast, to a football broadcast, and he's even filled in on next games. And I think he's even done some nationally televised games too. But the guy's the guy's as fluid as it comes, absolutely as fluid as it comes. And even and again, the reason why I have to break it down like that is even as I was getting out of my car, you can hear him always saying, "Rangers going from left to right on your radio." Why do you need to tell me where the Rangers are skating? I can't see it. But you meet, he says that stuff to you and immediately you, you, it's putting it in your head and you, and you're seeing the Rangers skating from left to right. It's, it, it's just that easy. 
that's how that's how guys are so great and that's what's what's missing from the newer generation of 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 play-by-play announcers because it, it's becoming a lost art because it's it's just they're not as talented let me put, let me say it like that they're not as talented i mean brendan burke is incredible and that's that's just He's he's like the last one I can actually say that about. Everybody else is old. Oop. What was that? Uh Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Well, by, by the way, I was watching Fight Club the other day. It was awesome still. Um <laughs> Mark Justin O'Keefe. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Sam Rosen still looks pretty much the same, not since 86 or 85, but you know, he's, he's still right there. Uh, is it possible to keep cop Mott and Vetrano if we move heels from? Yes. Um, I don't know if they need to move Nils. Nils is on a two way deal. So you don't have to worry about that, but cop is the guy I'd already be trying to resign. And even if they announce it, don't do it until the playoffs, because then Ryan Strom knows he's probably a goner. Um, Vetrano is possible and Mott is possible because they're not breaking the bank on all those guys. Uh, Heedle again, I just think it's, he's going to have to go elsewhere. Uh, you know something? Uh, I think Center Ice is still going to do the the I think Center Ice is still going to have the first round. They usually let the local TV deals go for the first round. Uh last night or Monday night at the bar I had the Nets on TNT and the Nets on Yes at the same time. Now but I think you're also going to have it available to you. Th- that's a great question because NBC was showing every single broadcast uh, on every one of their networks. Is ESPN going to do the same thing or is TNT going to do the same thing? We're about to find out because I, I know that they got TNT has got the conference finals this year. I didn't want to say it's the Easter conference finals this year and the Stanley cup finals next year. So uh, that's the way that's going to go. Um, I got to go back for a second. Uh, there's one female caller on ESPN and wow. <laughs> uh, there's so one of the, uh, you know what though? All right. So there's, there's a female color commentator that's on either TNT or ESPN that keeps on saying, uh, they want headman in their bed. That's all she talks about, no matter who is playing. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's fine. At least it's at least it's genuine. At least it's honest. I mean, hell, I make a I make a similar joke about Scarlett Johansson. Why can't she? There you go. I'm all right with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh right there with Granny on that one. Now, by the way, um, George, where do you live in Arizona? Because my family is out in Mesa, Fountain Hills, and uh, Chandler. That's where my uh, brother Joe's dog decided to gnaw on the back of my knee. That was a lot of fun uh, about f- uh, four or five weeks ago. Uh, I live in California, reg- registered for Fubo. They gave my father's address at NYC and get MSG and Sportsnet, even though I live in Cali. Uh, that's great because, by the way, 
I that's one thing I I loved. I love that Fubo commercial that said um, he was in a Chinese food restaurant and and he goes, "Oh no, Fubo, they got MSG." And immediately the cook goes, "No MSG." No, I know, but you could get MSG with Fubo. Uh, imagination is missing, Chris. That's hundred percent on a lot of those things. It's just the the color commentators. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always call I always call Booch the Susan Waldman of hockey. Uh, I keep switching feeds uh, last night to hear Sam. Yeah, Sam is worth it just to hear his call. Uh, oh, that sucks. Prayer for Chip Tracy who's uh, battling a drinking problem. But you know what? If it's if it comes, if, if if he made it public, he's doing it. It's either a real problem or he's doing it to raise awareness. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Trip Tracy comes out fine with that. Look, I, I I'm a guy that I drink a lot, and sometimes I I wonder whether or not I'm I'm gonna head there one day. But I I know I don't wake up and need it and, and need to down a bottle of scotch in order to live. Some guys. I'm not saying that's the case with him. I'm just saying some guys in general, that, that's y – y your heart goes out to those guys sometimes. The, the ones, that, the ones that, that seek help, those are the ones you always go out to have the heart for. Because then if, if that's the case, that he's hit rock bottom and he, need, and he knows he needs help with that. Uh, I did enjoy Gretzky doing the coverage, especially the Winter Classic. You know, I, I love seeing Gretzky on there. And I love it when it's, it's him and um, – uh, uh, Rick Tockett on the same stage, but I got to say this. Anson Carter and, and uh, Liam McHugh do such a great job. And I mean, it's great that Liam McHugh is on TNT because now he has a beard. So uh, now I know he's, he's not graduated from high school. He's oh, sorry. He's now graduated from high school. He's moved on. Uh, David, is anyone really a Nets fan? Uh, no, <laughs> actually everybody I, I knew, I do know, by the way, two guys that are Nets fans. Um, one of them is a net fan. One of them was a lifelong net fan who's now uh, covering the nets and fulfilling his lifelong dream. And he's kind of seeing how the sausage is made and that's not helping him in any way. Um, no one is bearded as uh, Pierre who was obsessed for uh, Fox and McAvoy. Here's the thing I think about Pierre. Pierre, he just latches on to young players and just, he'll talk about how great a young player is. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you where they went to, junior college he'll tell you where they went to college he'll tell you where he went the juniors it's it's just that he does latch on to them and even when they play well you're like all right you don't have to talk about them every five seconds uh but yeah fox and mcavoy were among there i mean a uh, dougie hamilton he you had a love affair with dougie hamilton so pick up football tv given msg uh nyc address to get msg See, by the way, if they're going to start doing a la carte, everything should be a la carte. Yeah, Chris, uh, Christopher Lotang. Yeah. By the way, nice. I got to get out of the tombstone. If you haven't seen it, we did a uh, uh, back in August last year. I did a stream of uh, Chris Drury spoofing uh, tombstone. So check that out. Uh oh, Emily Kaplan said that. Yeah, Emily Kaplan's funny. That's why I like Emily Kaplan. 
<laughs> really took me a long Victor. Nice. I got to make my way out to Cali eventually because uh, I keep on saying for the marker on the road thing, I got to see all the arenas and it's, it's a little bit difficult right now with, uh, we only did two episodes of that this year. Uh, but one of the other things I need to cover next year is I need to cover the NYPD FDNY game. The only reason why I'm not doing this year is because I didn't think about it until like last week and uh, I'm working Saturday night. So oops. Um, That's a great question. I wonder who are some of the call-ups that they can get in the next two days. I would love to see if they could try to get Lori Payanemi up there for one of them, but uh, Leah Hextall when Simmons and Arun were chirping each other was beyond cringe. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say no comment and move on from there. I Not as big of a fan on her. Anza Carter. Yeah, but you know what? Anza Carter is one of those guys that should push for hockey. Well, first off, hockey is for everybody. Yeah, that's that's what I always uh, always always say for everybody. And you know what? It's it's one of those things. Now without getting into any politics on on anything, it's Sports is about getting everyone in the same room. I uh, And when you get everybody in the same room, you come together. A friend of mine and I, we don't see anywhere identical in political alliances. And yet we're on not only friends, but we're on the same line together and we're always competing for a goal. That's where it should always, that's, that's what the magic of sports is. That's where the great part about sports is. And that's where, that's where people get lost in that. And that's why I think sports writers need to kind of get away from that. And I know, and, and you notice you haven't heard so much from some players. Uh, how do I put it? I don't, you know what? I'm not even going to put it in anyway. So it's, uh, it's, but it, again, it's, it's great that a lot of it's starting to calm down and you're still getting some reports on. I'm just going to cut off my train of thought before I say something stupid. And next thing I know I'm canceled. Um, all right. What is the pizza commercial I could see on Canada games where the. What? <laughs> Okay. Uh What? <laughs> I've got to find All right. What are the, this is the question that's on there. What is the pizza commercial you I see in and Canada games where they say they're inclusive and they show a guy with an ankle monitor? I have got to see that commercial. So what you're making it now for Current cons? Uh, Canada, Montreal is the worst. Yes, it, it can be. I love that city, but I don't need to worry about anything. I played junior hockey in Canada. Yeah. Um, 
it's amazing because you'll say you'll say like the most progressive cities are the most racist, but that's a different story. Uh, look at New York. There's areas that I'll be all right. I got to be honest about this one. There's areas that even the police don't go in New York because it's it's dangerous because they're not allowed to go in there. Uh, so. And now now and now, geez, the, the way that the city's governed. Forget it. All right. So let's, let's get to uh, where to go. We're going to go 10 more minutes, guys. So, but it's, and again, again, by the way, trying to be inclusive for the sake of being inclusive is not inclusive, if this makes any sense. And I'll direct you right back to Jackie Robinson's story and, um, the story of uh, Pee Wee Reese uh, walking over to him and putting his arm around him and kind of making everybody kind of back off a little bit. Look, it's, it doesn't matter who my, who my teammate is when he's on, when he's my teammate Uh, and behind closed doors, I can tell him he's still screwed up if, if something happened or or say whatever I want, but on, on, on my team, he's my team. Now, I have not liked 100% of my teammates. I'm not even sure if I liked 85% of my teammates. I've had a lot of great teammates over the years. And it's it's just, just to say, just inclusivity is sort of like inception. If I got to think about it, then it's non-inclusive. And uh, I live, I'm, I'm privileged to live in a great town that's that's multi-ethnic. Um, I'm uh, hell, I was uh, my my ex fiance. I was gonna I was gonna marry Jewish. Uh, there's there's lots of stuff that, that it, it's great. That's what America is. It's a melting pot. But when you're forcing things, uh oh, that's where you got to go. That's where I agree with you on this one. That's where I agree with you 100 percent on this one. Especially working in the restaurant business for the last 25 years. I know all these people are all uh, like when I say these people, I mean anybody from any walk of life. Because the one thing I also say is there's no such thing as a white guy because I can't stand that. I'm Italian. That's that's where my blood is. It's not all of it. But you know what? That's what my grandmother raised me on. And uh, there you go. At first, by the way, and. And that's that's how you get to be Poppy Rican, by the way. Um, but yeah, you're the you're the first Puerto Rican on the team, and then bang, you know, then it doesn't matter. You're you're my teammate. I don't I don't see you as anything else but being my teammate. And I played on a um I played on a couple baseball teams over the last 10 years, and uh we were we were more diverse than a Benetton ad and we didn't need to go and uh we didn't need to go publicize it to anybody you just you know high five your teammate and then that was it I there's a friend of mine Brian Daly uh my left fielder that guy was well first off he, he put up with me missing a month row sometimes because I'm, I'm a head case and uh it's just it's it's just there's you don't 
you, you miss the teammates that that you always feel good to see. That's that's what you end up missing. And there's there's a lot of people that are out for themselves. And when you get the selfish guys, you just you don't want to even deal with them. Um, and when you get the ones that 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 help you be better, both as a player and a person, those are the guys you want every single game to be next to. And yes, um. I don't think that's happening in the league right now. I think, I think what it is in the league is it's, it's diversification that people are getting better. Um, Kendrick Miller is not a New York Ranger because of any other reason, but besides that he's a good player and he's got tools that's going to make him even better. And uh, it's, it's, it's that's, and if, if you're drafting, to if if you're drafting to do that specifically um if you're doing that specifically because of his ethnicity then you're an idiot you you draft because of the player that he is because if we have to start if 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 as sports leagues if you're starting to look at player x um as the color of their skin or whatever, then um, I'm preaching a little bit, everybody. I'm sorry about this. But if you're doing that, then you're getting away from what a winning product really is. And, you know, this is the same argument I had 25 years ago when it was about Tony Dungy, that he wasn't getting hired. And people were saying he wasn't getting hired because he was black. And then Tony Dungy finally gets hired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and takes him to the playoffs, turns around that dismal, awful franchise. And then... Because of all of the work Tony Dungy put in, and then they let him go, John Gruden ends up winning a Super Bowl because of the groundwork that he laid. And Gruden finished off. Gruden's a good coach, too. There, there's no doubt about that. And then Tony Dungy wins a Super Bowl a few years later with the, the Indianapolis Colts. And this is what I have to say. If there was, if the player, if the owners were truly judging him based on ethnicity and the color of his skin, you deserve to never get a Super Bowl because that guy is a great coach. And here's another one for you. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. And there's lots of guys around the league. And you know what? Granny said it before. Look, it's because, unfortunately, uh, where, where is your comment on this one? Uh, yeah, there's there's the PR the women's and men's national teams are doing great. Uh, I hate it whenever a player is criticized and people say racism. I actually, for the most part, just didn't know what Matt Dumba's ethnicity was. You know, my number one thing I want to know with, with hockey players, are they American? There you go. First thing. First thing, are they American? Matt Dumba's American, by the way. And uh, that's for, that's that's all I care about. I mean, do we do we need more proof on whether or not somebody's somebody could be a different ethnicity and awesome? And Paul Korea was part Japanese. He was amazing. He was one of my favorite players to watch. Jerome McGinley. I, I don't need this to, to, to bring up whatever ethnicity he was. Um, and great coaches too. I mean Ted Nolan in the past. There's so many things to go on with this. I don't care. I really don't care. It's a footnote. It's what I get to talk about afterwards. 
not what's in the first, and that's not page one. Anson Carter wasn't a great New York Ranger because page one, Anson Carter was black. No, Anson Carter was great. And you know what? He really didn't have that great of a career with the New York Rangers, and he ended up getting the Rangers Yarmar Yager. So, uh, but it was, he was a guy that I looked at when he was in Boston, and I just, I, I, I salivated at the thought of him being a New York Ranger. And then I got my wish and it didn't even last that long. It lasted, I think basically one year. Uh, Brody, going back to this, uh, I agree with you on 53. I'm very multi-ethnic. Uh, when I was young, the world was doing a good job making you feel like a human. Now it wants you to be described as your ethnicity and it's disturbing. It's amazing how it's gone backwards. How about we're one people? That's it, it. It. I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off on a tangent if I do this, and we're trying to stick to a hockey podcast. So, uh, back to that one. Butch is the worst. I know Micheletti is a huge homer, but Christ, Butch is by far the homer. Yeah, my goodness. But you know what? On your own broadcast, which one do you want? Do you want the guy that's homer? Or you want a guy that's going to be able to talk about everything else? JD was a homer, but JD could criticize the Rangers. I mean, there are lots of times. And and by the way, two guys you might want to accuse for being homers, Darling and Hernandez on Mets broadcast, they are not homers. They they are, but they are not at the same time. Because you know what? You're going to have to be able to criticize it. It's the same thing with me. If the Rangers get eliminated, let's say, next week by the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is going to be tough because I think they'll only play three games. So, um, But if they get eliminated next week by the Pittsburgh Penguins, I got to come on. I got to talk about that. And there might be fans on here that are going to be yelling at me about it. But you know something? I'd rather be able to criticize instead of that's that's the problem just with journalism itself everybody's got their teams and then they don't want us to just sign up on anything else um uh is that dumba or is that uh Kendra miller by the way Kendra miller i do have to say this you talk about people since the trade deadline Kendra miller has had a tremendous jump forward and yeah if the Rangers were going to do that, they would have drafted uh, Byfield. And by the way, Quentin Byfield would have made sense for them. They're, they need, they lack depth at center. They have not gotten a, a quality center in a while. They still want to uh, still went with Alexei Lafreniere because every scout said Alexei Lafreniere was going to be number one in that draft class. Um, uh, I don't have to say we played a tournament in Boston. <laughs> Oh, Poppy, I'm sorry to hear about that. I'm sorry to hear about that. See, unfortunately, yeah, there's there's certain places around that uh, took a little while longer to uh, modernize. We'll say it like that. Uh, <laughs> wait, I thought we'd given up on Kendra Miller around here. Nope, not me. Not yet. Not yet. He could be great trade bait, but no, uh, it's there. I'm catching up with all these comments right now. Agree with you on that one, Brody. Yeah. Um, Bobby Francis beat the guy. <laughs> See now, by the way, that is the sweeter revenge. Uh, Gruden did win a player with uh, did did win a Super Bowl with all of um. Uh, with uh, Dungy's players, yep. And, uh, you know, yeah, Heritage. Heritage matters a lot, guys. 
Heritage Banner is a lot. And and you know what? Maybe I'm envious because really I I just have the traditions and heritage that was taken on by my that sorry, not taken on, imparted to me by my grandmother. And a wonderful little Italian woman my entire life, knowing her. Uh one of the greatest, most loving people around. And she even the only grudge she ever held with anybody was Pearl Harbor. That was it. Um, that it was funny for a while at the dinner table when I bring up Ichiro Suzuki, she just immediately turned at the Pearl Harbor. But I mean, that being said, the the woman never had a prejudice bone in her body. Um, uh, but yeah, Canada, Canada's all over the place sometimes. And again, just play the game. Everybody, get on the ice. Get on the ice. We're all going for the same thing. And that's that's why I worry about the state of the country and the state of sports. Um, let me go through a couple more of these. I'm, let me make that one point. Because uh, I know you guys are on a roll with these comments, and I'm just... Um, 20 generations that I think uh, feel this way. Yeah, social media has made it a lot worse. Social media is is worse and what we need to do is we need to get people to stop thinking that way uh i'm gonna look into that uh that uh because antikar i think has done such a great job i and and again i i i would have had an antikarta jersey when i was younger so uh i'm not completely impartial on that one but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that. Uh, two generations, yeah. Well, it feels like twenty generations. Uh, Dumba, okay. Uh, yeah, because I mean, think about it. By the way, think about it like this: in the '80s, was everybody keen about having Russian players on the team? There you go. Alexander McGillney comes in. Successful. You know, once guys start scoring goals, that's all you need to know. Uh, Jack Edwards, yes. Oh, God, Jack Edwards. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. Or Sean McDonough. Or uh, a lot of the ESPN guys. Um, I don't know what's going on with Al Troutwick. I just hope that he's doing well. I can't confirm or say anything. I've, I've heard some things, but hopefully he's doing well. Uh to face the Raiders, which are all his players. So that's why I hate Grudy because he won with Dungy's team. Yeah. Um, and that's true. And also, yeah, he, he won with Dungy's team, but he did what Dungy could not do. And he did it with Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson's got a Super Bowl win. Dan Marino doesn't. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl win. Dan Marino doesn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the to hockey on this. Um uh Trent Dilfer, I said it, I said Trent Dilfer, Mark Rippon, he's another one. Uh hell, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino doesn't. And this is why sometimes when you make lists like like this, I say it, the X X player was the, the best goalie of all time. And I can't help but say, really? So we're just gonna demote Henrik Lundqvist because Artie, uh, Art, you're telling me Artemi Niemi or whatever. Anthony Niemi is better. Um, Anthony Niemi is better. Corey Crawford's better. Uh, 
name mediocre goalies that have won championships. Jordan Bennington is better. Please. I'll get to that one in a second, uh, AK. But <laughs> Lace is out. But, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to say that part of this has to do with spearheading uh, that that the NHL's got their European influence, but also Brian Burke did a great job of, um, I, I think, with this campaign too. I think because um, he was one of the people, and and truth be told, I, I want anybody that can play hockey to play hockey, and I want anybody to love hockey that can love hockey. I don't I don't care whether or not or, or what they all are because. When I go and I sit at a Ranger game, uh, the last thing I am worried about is who you voted for. Uh, I, I, you know what? I've had this privilege. Let me tell you guys this. And I had this privilege of for four consecutive games. I had somebody that came from Italy, Germany, Norway, and uh, somebody else from another country. I can't remember where it was. And, and even on here, uh, we had guys from Greece and guys from uh, a blue shirt. I haven't seen them in a while, but uh, guys from uh, Australia that were coming in. And this is their first game at the Garden. So, yeah. So, uh, it, it, getting, getting them to have their first experience. I remember the German guys. Oh, they were drinking all day and they were cheering the entire game. That kind of understanding that we don't scream the entire time at a hockey game. Um, but still, um, oh no, David, I got you on the point, by the way. Uh, I understand what you mean. Uh, but just to say with this, it's, 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 I want everybody to play the game at its highest level. It's as lowest level. Go ahead, be inclusive, get everyone in, get them all started in, in its highest level, you're now it's merit. It's only merit. That's that's the only thing it can be. Because the other way around was accused of that was the Atlanta Thrashers. That the Atlanta Thrashers got Dustin Bufflin, that they got Evander Kane. I think there was a third player that was in there. And <laughs> and it's just uh that they were accused of that in a positive way, I think. I don't know. ESPN kind of had a, a, a special one at one point. And the true, the true answer on that is it, those are good players. So if that's the case, they still were doing it for hockey decisions. Um, I'm not going to bring in, uh, I'm not going to bring in a player that can't play because they meet certain inclusivity criterias. So that's, that's never going to happen. Um, do you believe back to hockey? We're going <laughs> to, well, well, we're finally done with all that. Well, let's, let's just get back to hockey. Let's finish up. Um, do I believe Igor can win us two rounds? So could Igor win the New York Rangers two rounds? Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like that. Igor Sesterkin is, is, is just the best. So. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't know how teams are going to beat him four times in a span of seven games. I just don't. And 
Uh, I think when the Rangers got Andrew Kopp, I said they were going to the conference finals. I stand by that that statement right now. The Rangers are going to the conference finals. Uh, who do I have them losing to? I'm going to sit down and look at the playoff trade uh, tomorrow or well, when it's official. I guess it's Saturday. And it's I, – I look at them in the first round. I think whoever they, they face, the Capitals or the Penguins, it's not going to be a long series. Hopefully, you'll watch again on Sunday when I break all this down. Uh, but I, I got the Rangers in five. doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't. It could be the Capitals. It could be the Penguins. And the Penguins, hell, Sidney Crosby has got 84 points. And the Penguins scored four goals total against Igor Sesterkin this season. There you go. So, um, well, how can we get rid of uh, rid ourselves of McKeg and Gauthier? We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, Dave, I'm a little bit impressed that I'm still going too. I figured 90 minutes was going to be the most. I apologize to uh, one of my housemates who I might have woke up. Hopefully, I didn't. But uh, he's been working doubles. We're, but that's that. Isn't that the truth with all of us? We're all on different schedules right now. I'm the night guy. Uh, Phil is actually working like I think 11 eights, and Anthony's got day shifts, and he's he's he's. Taking care of the chids, uh, the the chids. He's taking care of the kids. I was gonna say the children. Hello, children. Um, do we keep Sammy Blay? I hope so. Uh, I gotta see since I got your own right now. Since I've been such riveting uh, uh, podcast anyway. <laughs> um, this is why I end up recording things and then doing the little splicing. So that way you don't get any dead air from me. I hate dead air. I I, I hated listening to Mike Francis. Half his show was dead air. Uh, but uh, oh, thanks again, Poppy. Um, and by the way, it's I know everybody <laughs> might say uh, a save play contract. Let's see where he is. Uh, Samuel Blay. Uh, Sammy Blay, cap friendly. I just want to make sure before I say the words R, uh, the letters RFA, and his status is an RFA when it expires. So I hope he stays because I think he should bet on himself. Um. By the way, thanks, Bobby. Uh, I think we'll be rid of our we'll be rid of McKay and Gauthier by next week. Gauthier played Saturday because uh, cop was not in the lineup. Goche has probably played his last game as a New York Ranger, I'll say Friday. This is, I, I referred to this earlier as the two-game preseason, but that's what it is. It's a two-game preseason right now. Uh, have you checked out on Matthew Boldy? Yeah, well, I've seen Matthew Boldy, and he is good. So speaking about the team that might have to clear a roster player like Kevin Fiala uh, to get a guy like Matthew Matt Boldy uh, some more ice time, uh, that could happen. That could happen. I got to check. I got to check all the rest of this. You know what? Finishing what you were saying before. Yeah, Bobby, hundred percent right. And people who think I, I, but again, this is just to get this. The NHL is not, first off, by the way, sports is not for races. It's just not because it, if, 
And that's why Branch Rickey is one of the greatest minds ever in sports. Because every account in every single movie that they've ever done for this, and Jackie Robinson asks him, why did you choose me? Branch Rickey's response is, I just want to win baseball games. And then he went and saw the players in the Dominican Republic and uh, Puerto Rico and branched out from there. So right there, Branch Rickey. I mean, he, he just, the guy just wanted to win baseball games. And although the other um, thing on that is uh, whenever I think about comments is uh, Juan Samuel, who said, you don't walk off the aisle saying why most Dominican players tend to swing. Uh or they don't take a lot of walks. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Yes, thank you, Dave, because I forget to say that all the time because I always think, yeah, people are just going to do that. Yeah, if you haven't given us an, uh, a like on that. Drew, this might be the first time I've seen you. Uh, if that's true, welcome to the show. Um, uh, so, yeah, you know what, Dave? I, I should have thought about that too, uh, asking you whether or not you wanted to join me because I could always... I, I always, I, I'm better with a sidekick <laughs> uh, or being the sidekick sometimes uh, for Anthony and uh, for Philk. So uh, what do I think the Rangers odds are of winning the Stanley Cup finals? Let's see what the action or the Stanley Cup. Let's go with what the actual odds are um, for that odds. Let's see what they're what they're listing as. Uh, Bet Rivers Sportsbook is, or we'll go with Caesars. Caesars Sportsbook is. Oh, they're asking me to sign up for the app. Uh, can I just? Yeah. All right. The Rangers are plus sixteen hundred, according to um, sportsbettingdime.com. So they're plus sixteen hundred. The Penguins are plus eighteen hundred. And uh, let's let's see what team is favored the most. It should be the Florida Panthers. Um, St. Louis Blues plus two thousand. That might be a good bet, everybody. You might want to think about that one. Colorado plus three hundred. Florida's plus five fifty. Here's the thing I worry about with Colorado. I think they're on a collision course with the team that's plus nine hundred, and that's the Calgary Flames. Uh, that's just what Toronto is plus nine hundred. Do they see their goaltending? Tampa Bay plus eleven hundred and Carolina plus twelve. So to answer, so to answer the question is plus sixteen hundred. Bet a hundred dollars that and you win sixteen hundred. Uh, or not, or yeah, is that right? Or is it you bet a hundred dollars you get? No, you win a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's you win sixteen hundred for a hundred. I might take it up on that. Honestly, that that that'd be a good bet. Even though when I when I'm gonna do my predictions right now, I don't have the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup, but. They're going to be a dangerous team. That's a great value bet, I think. Uh, right behind them, St. Louis Blues, plus 2,000. Why not take both of them? 200 to win, hopefully, uh, 1,400 net. Why not? Great thing about some of these uh, sites is that there's no VIG. So what are the rain, what are the odds of the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final? Um, I have to check with that on that one. I, I wish I knew for you right off uh wow <laughs> all right i messed up that question because you put that in three times <laughs> um the the odds of the rangers in the stanley cup final i gotta find out for that one i would say 
let's see, they're getting uh, 160 to one. Uh, so 160, oh, 16 to one. That's what they're getting to make the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, sorry, to win the Stanley Cup. I would say, uh, I, I, would, I would probably go with uh, eight to one that they make the Stanley Cup finals. I love their chances of making the Stanley Cup finals because at the moment, the way it's set up and the way it's structured, they only have to face either Carolina. The, the following three teams are the ones they have to, to worry about. Carolina, Tampa Bay, Florida. And like I said before, they got a winning record against all those teams except Carolina. If Boston pulls up the upset, that could be scary. That could be very scary for the rest of the league because then the Rangers have a real shot at the Stanley Cup. But... Uh, I know that's that. I mean, that's, and I know I'm saying this, everybody could see the, the Rangers stuff right behind me. And also think about the Rangers versus the Ottawa senators in 2018. They were supposed to, or 2017. I'm sorry. They were supposed to mow right through the senators. They end up losing game one. Uh, AV decides to bench Brady Shea for 10 minutes in the third period on a two goal game. So Heaven forbid he actually played him. J.G. Pajot scores four goals. Screw you, J.G. Pajot. And and then the Rangers blow that series. They they won both games at home, and then they blew game five. The Rangers should have won that series running away. Credit to Ottawa for having uh, the chutzpah, if you will, to to win that series. But, I mean, the, the Rangers were the better team in that series. They were the better team. For five of those games, all f- pretty much all of them, except for game six. And Ottawa was a better team in that one. They closed it out. So it, it, that's where I kind of go with the careful what you wish for. Because I wanted Ottawa. And after the Rangers beat Montreal, oh, wow, we got the upset. We're going over to go play Pittsburgh in the conference finals. Nope, not like that. And by the way, I have to stop saying wait, because like I got to say before, I'm, I'm a fan, but I'm also a pundit now. So it's they, it is definitely they. So uh, let me let me do a couple more of these. Um, no, but I got to look this up. If that's the case, that would be great. I worry about one thing. I worry about. Um, I would be worried if there's any involvement with the government on him. That's what would worry me. And it sounds funny to say it like that, but after all of our conversations about inclusivity and everything else, no, it's, it's, it's because that was with that. It was like that with Yao Ming. So just watch out for that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it, probably. I got to check up on those scouts. Yeah, Marshand has not been playing well, and they've been splitting up uh, Pasternak and uh, the perfection line. They've been putting uh, Pasternak with uh, um, uh, Taylor Hall and... If you saw it last night, they had two goals within six seconds. So, Boston, again, Boston's not exactly the right team, too. But 
uh, I'd, I'd still take Boston over Carolina. So I think the Rangers match up well, playing their full team and playing everybody against Boston. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I do remember that story from a while ago. Um, yeah, Eric Hall was, was a good player. I thought, I thought he would have been a perfect third line center for the New York Rangers, by the way. All right. We're at two twenty nine right now. Um, yeah, it, it, it's actually, you know what? It's been a great afternoon guys, but I'm going to have to sign off. Uh, cause there, this actually, by the way, all this came from the streaming stuff. I actually can't believe this. A lot of this conversation all came from streaming and um, it's, I still don't think streaming is actually the best avenue for sports broadcasting. I don't think it's going to work. And if it does work, every team should have their own individual contracts. Never mind national contracts. Cause who, you know what? Well, who needs a league? Why not just, that was what the Dallas Cowboys did. Dallas Cowboys in the nineties. They went away from, uh, from the, they made Nike their official sponsor of their clothes and they made Pepsi their official soft drink. The amount of revenue that they, they drained. Yeah. Yeah. Oh guys, everybody, thank you very much. Uh, cause again, we, we love doing this and we're hoping to get this to be full time. Uh, it'll be so much better one day when I have an assistant. <laughs> so, uh, but I am hoping next week to set up a viewing party at boss Kirkers. So we can all watch uh, one of the Ranger games. Hopefully it's uh, on a night where we don't have to worry about darts. So uh, stay tuned on that one. I will have that on the Instagram, Facebook, or uh, definitely on the website too. Cause we will get that one there. Um, and if you haven't already started checking us out, we are starting to fill up on uh, bigapplehockeypodcast.com. Uh, that was um, let me go right here for that because in my boredom, I have actually uh, gone back to putting some more uh, written articles in there. And because I have a particular way of speaking and reading, they come out usually like garbage. So, <laughs> but I do have somebody that proofreads a lot of these for me. Uh, I just learned how to do captions too also last week. So uh this was this this felt good just to get this down. Um but yeah, do I really want to risk it with more Sidney Crosby? There's been 174 views on it so far. Wow, no comments. So kind of happy about that. And but like I said, there's we've been doing more stuff to get this started for everybody. Um getting more different coverage for you. There's eventually going to be different buttons for everybody. Uh, so that way you could follow us and also hopefully get, we're, we're going to start recruiting people to uh, write for organizations. So like we're going to need somebody to write for the Winnipeg jets eventually. So that'll be something too. So yeah, I, I heard, keep hearing about discord. I have to figure out how to do that. Uh, oh, nice. Um, there is Glenn. Yeah, that's that's actually awesome. That's actually awesome. So, um, <laughs> blue shirts underground rated X for NYRs. Yeah, 
But um, and again, I I do want to also say that we're we're trying to bring back real journalism all the way through, uh, the real debates, real arguments. We don't need to keep hearing some garbage that was spouted out. Like take for instance, oh, I'm gonna say this. I'm still signing off, by the way, everybody, but I do have to say this. I watched a video last week, and it's got a few thousand views. And I'm not even going to come close to that with this. I already know it. But the the article cited Anthony D'Angelo stealing the puck. Or sorry, Tony D'Angelo. Stealing the puck for Keandre Miller's first goal, citing... When it happened, and it was over a year ago, and it was already debunked, and it was also debunked, debunked furiously by John Davidson. And one of the one of one of the writers, the, the 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 presenter of the video quotes him. And there's also the there's also our the the videos that have just hit pieces on uh, locker room cancers that you you got just. I'm not doing videos like that. If if we're giving you information, we're giving you information, stuff that we already know. Now, I'm the one that predicted last year after the first game, the Rangers were done with Tony D'Angelo because they, they scratched on two games right after that. And you could just tell by the behavior of people, that's how you could do that. So, by the way, Granny, um, uh, shoot, me a, shoot me a DM on either Twitter or uh, or an Instagram, because I'll, I'll I'll see those a lot faster. But again, just they're citing Tony D'Angelo for for something he didn't do, or at least that we don't have it confirmed, and that's a pretty outrageous statement. And it's just, yeah, why, I, yeah, Ico wants out. Not that they were letting him twist in the wind with his neck. Is where I came around to on, on some of those things. But again, I'm not putting up videos like that. And even, um, like I even had the comment that I had on that. Uh, now I'm going to have to go find my comment. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. This is the 9 plus. Oh, is details revealed on that? Okay, yeah. This was my comment. The stolen puck was the uh, was well. I put down debugged, debunked. Carolina versus because they said there was a notable game between Carolina and New York. Yeah, it was for first place. There was about as much new information here as water is wet, and New York jettisoned him because they favored Adam Fox. And look at the three weeks before that, the teams passed on him because they knew they could get him for cheaper. And. Uh, although I just now I'm seeing the response for this. Yes to all those except for C. Yes, that uh, was true, but Fox was already the golden boy. He and Truber were already ahead of him in the pecking order. Okay, then why why is D not the one that was there? It was the emergence of K. Andre Miller that pushed uh, D'Angelo back to a third defensive pair, and I'd say, yeah, okay. He's not wrong in what he says with this. He says it pushed the, the emergence of, of Miller pushed him back. But also, here's the thing, and I've said this before: Tony D'Angelo 
Tony D'Angelo, once he wasn't the Rangers power play quarterback, was useless to them because he was absolute. He was a- absolutely atrocious five on five. And it's just there's more to it than a TMZ angle that you need to go with. If you know what the video was, feel free to check it out. And also feel free to check out my comment on there. Yes, it's from my personal page and it goes all the way back to where my acting days are. If you want some, if you want some a good laugh real quick, you could check out some of my acting reels. Um, but it's it, it's just no. Again, the Rangers had a viable option with Adam Fox. That's it's just that. And Adam Fox wasn't causing problems. Tony D'Angelo was on the ice, taking terrible penalties, taking needless unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. And they just had enough of his behavior. Let me see what David said right here. Um, I was watching Hurricane. I was watching Hurricanes game, and the announcers said that before signing him, they called Hank, Fox, and Stahl, and all said Anthony D'Angelo was a good teammate. Okay. Um, and by the way, a lot of people have heard of him as TDA. But let me just also say this about him: Tony D'Angelo, if if he had this much of a target on him, and it was a huge target, the, the entire Twitter sphere wanted him uh, to to pay the price on what? Um, because again, all the accusations against him was that he was all the accusations on him were just kind of accusations. Really? Uh, he did serve a suspension for a, a homophobic slur. I believe that was two games and it's just, they kind of have this persona of him and they hate him and whatever. So it doesn't really matter what I'm saying right now, but again, Tony D'Angelo, if he really did do that would be the dumbest person on earth. And he didn't do that. And, um, there's even the word that uh, Keandre Miller texted Tony that night that he got punched out. And it could just be sheer frustration. But, you know what, Joe? And by the way, Joe, welcome to the show. This is the first time I'm seeing you. Uh, I don't root against him. And then I, I know he was getting booed the last two weeks at the Garden because he said I could care less what Ranger fans think about me. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's just, he had a target that was put on him and, and he, and he crumbled. I think he just crumbled under the pressure. I actually hope he does bounce back. I hope you're right. I, I, I and, and again, I, I think I said this with, with Phil too. I think it was our third show. Might've been our second show that we've ever done together. Because originally I was doing a, a video by myself and I I too much Tony D'Angelo news. And I just went, you know what? I, I'm going to need you to come on with me. Can you come on with me? And we edited the show. We, we uh, this is before four months before he was streaming. I was doing all this through recording Zoom calls and uh, um, uh, editing on on LumaFusion. So, but the one thing I did say was, he needs to fix himself and, and make himself a better person for the rest of his life. Never mind his hockey career. And I think he's done well enough to get another contract somewhere else. 
there's plenty of cities for him to go to. He's proven that he's at least worth something to teams in the league. I mean, he's just a fourth forward. That's just my opinion on him. But wow. By the way, I love I love this name. Uh, Lauren Darkin. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's probably better than Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> well, by the way, and that's also an oxymoron. Uh, I couldn't care that people uh, I couldn't care less that people could say care less. It's wrong. We get it that people always have to correct it and have to let it go. Yeah, because first of all, if you couldn't care less, that means you care. But um I'm I'm in I'm in still indifferent to Tony D'Angelo because I didn't think he was a long-term answer anyway. Uh the beginning of Last year, one of my last solo videos was the bold prediction that they're going to have to move either Tony D'Angelo or Pablo Buchnevich. Both of them ended up getting moved by season's end. And uh, both of them, because of contract situations, were, were going to be there. And again, the, the guy that I cite was Adam Fox. Does Ottman make this team? That is an interesting question. I'm still supposed to sign off, guys. <laughs> Just when I think I'm out, you pull me back in. So it's, uh, does Otman make the team? According to Statboy Steven, our friend over at Rangers Review, uh, he said that Otman has been informed that he is in the Rangers plans next year. If that is true, then where does he fit? Can he go to the second line and play with uh, Artemi Panarin? Does that mean uh, Kratzoff, Kako, or Lafreniere get moved? The, there's a lot of moving pieces that go with that. Who's the Who's the guy that stays? Who's the guy that goes? Andrew Kopp stays. Ryan Strom goes. Ryan Strom stays. Andrew Kopp goes. Uh, that's how you win. You win with entry-level deals and stuff like that. I, I got to say, I'm still going to say he makes the team because the Rangers have informed him that he makes the team doesn't really mean anything since they also kind of said to Vitaly Kratzoff how much he was in their plans and Dryden Hunt was able to knock him off the roster. I'm just taking a breath and just letting everyone, including myself, think about that. Dryden Hunt is playing the preseason is one of the reasons why Vitaly Kratzoff is not on this team. Everyone should feel bad about that statement, especially Vitaly Kratzoff. So that's like, you let Dryden Hunt take your spot? I know you were injured for a little bit, and he did have a goal in the final preseason game that looked very nice. But they're, they're, you're not showing something in practice, then you're not showing something. You, you go in for a job interview, you should be clean-shaven, looking like you're ready to go, even if I said right now, that's the way it should be. And you know what? I, I have no pity for him. I, I don't. Uh, number one with this was Josh Hosang. Josh Hosang showing up late to Islanders practice. If there's a job, that, especially in the NHL, and you're just going to show up late and say you overslept, well, shut up. All right. Warren, uh, I agree with you. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy as hell. I think it might be a short series. Uh, all the games are going to be good. Uh, the Rangers, uh, the two games at MSG, when they had the, the changes, they dominated those games. Pittsburgh, eh, you know what? You're still going against Crosby and Malkin. I still say Rangers at five. I'm, I'm spoiling this because I'm going to be doing a first round uh, preview, but it looks like it's going to be the Penguins. Um, I'm on GAB and uh, round two is going to be tough as hell, though. Depends on who it's going to be. No matter what, the Eastern Conference has got every team over 100 points. They're all good. They're all good teams. Uh, Kratzoff is having a great year. I love the Godfather reference. Thank you. Um, really Hunt was going to make Hunt was going to make the team but as an extra forward um, they kept Tenorti and Hayek over over yeah over Kratzoff yeah 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 I, I, know, I know I'm still processing that statement but David 100% I mean I, I've said this before the only the only Hayek I want to see around Madison Square Garden is Soma and I'll I'll see Salma Hayek anywhere. I, I I mean, if you put her in a voting in a voting station, I'll go vote every single time. Doesn't matter who it's for. I also vote fifteen times. That's another story too. Um, Kratzov is gone for Winnipeg for Shifley. There's going to be a lot more than that. None of us could spell anymore. Well, you guys have done a hell of a job typing, though. So, Granny, there's there's definitely a reason why uh, you're. Typing is gone. You're 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 cramping. Um, oh wait, I I actually skipped ahead because I had two comments. Uh, this team is uh, this team was much worse than last year's. Oh, sorry, I misread it. This team was much worse than this team. This team is much better than last year's team, which is a testament to Gallant. Yes, because that's what a good coach does. Um. Hunt won because Turk has a history with Hunt. Yeah, also because they want more grit. But also look at what Hunt is. Hunt, Hunt scored four goals this year. He's he's not exactly he's not exactly there. Uh, rumor has it Scott could be your assistant. Yeah, hey, Scotty could definitely come on with me every now and again. That would really help. And a matter of fact, I think I might get Scotty to come on, uh, do some old times uh, talking. Uh, this, if you guys don't know, Scott Melter, uh, we are Blue Shirt Nation. Uh, that was one of my former uh, uh, podcast partners at one time with our, um, we did, uh, I think we did All Things Blue Shirts. Uh, that was the name of our, our podcast. One of our past podcasts, we actually interviewed Kenny Albert the day of the Ryan Callahan, Marty St. Louis trade. So uh, it was a great, it was a great show. And it also, by the way, Kenny is still, uh, Kenny, Kenny was fantastic. Uh, I couldn't say more about that one. If you can look that up, that is on iTunes. I do know that. Uh, so by the way, Selma Hyatt looks great in her fifties. She's still smoking hot. Yeah. Scotty's been working a lot. That's been one of the problems for Scotty. So, uh, he's yeah. Uh, right. They started with less skill, but Gamont knows how to put a line together and even though, look, even though every every great coach has got lineup decisions, Anthony couldn't figure out why Barry Trotz was being 
uh, was putting Leo Komarov on the top line. They went to the conference finals. Uh, he couldn't figure out why, or, or Phil can't figure out some of the lineup things with Gallant. But a great coach knows how to not only put put people in place to succeed, but get the buttons pushed to make them succeed. So that's what a great, um, that's what a great coach does. If Drury trades Georgie Nemeth and Heedle, and then that would enable him to re-sign. Uh, Cop, Mott, and Sammy B. That would be great. Because even if Sammy Blay is an extra forward or Cop or Mott, Mott is an extra forward, uh, can you imagine a fourth line of Rooney, Mott, and Sammy Blay? Oh, my goodness. And Sammy Blay should be playing on this team right now. And it infuriates me because as much as I want PK, I want PK Subban in – in, in, in an NHL studio right now for two reasons. One, he is such a great personality, great for the game of hockey, and great to grow it. And maybe he'll stop slew-footing everybody if he's in the studio. So, um, Vegas looks like they may regret, regret the decision of getting rid of Gallants. And, yeah, because Pete DeBoer, uh, and he's another guy. He's he's a guy with a shelf life, and it's getting around there right now. I was actually, I was actually very much saying Vegas was going to miss the playoffs. I'm going to have to bring back the tape on that and say that. But I was around February. It looked like they were going to be a shorter playoff spot, and now, no, it, ain't, it definitely ain't happening. So yeah, you're right about that one. So by the way, great picture too. That's that is. That is a great picture. Well, yeah, trading Georgi wouldn't because it's just his rights. Uh, Rooney does need to be resigned, so that would be another one. Um, uh, I think you could still get something for Georgiev's rights. I think somebody's going to try to step up and and try to get him beforehand. It's not going to be much. I mean... Everybody complains that the Rangers got back Sammy Blay in a second-round pick for Buchnevich. It was just his rights. In one of our first guest interviews that we ever had, Marty Biron talked about that, and I thought the return for Sam Reinhart wasn't that great. But as Marty said uh, in his absolutely amazing French-Canadian voice, that he's uh, that they have to sign him. I'm not going to do the impression, everybody. Don't worry about that. Because that would actually be very, uh, very insincere to be doing that right now. So, um, <laughs> but no, Mar- Marty Biron, in my 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 opinion, is one of the best uh, hockey guys out there. Holy shit! If I had something my teeth this dark on, nope. Mm. All right, well, all right. So again, everybody, uh, wow, you you got me to stay on for another twenty minutes. <laughs> nice. So again, everybody, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, we're going, I'm, I'm, if I have to do a solo show, I'm going to do a solo show. Uh, I hope I have the, the hockey Triforce all together because uh, uh, that's, it's better when all of us are together. So it, that's, that, but if we got to do shows separate, hey, Phil has been doing it for a while. He took the initiative and he's been doing it uh, for a while. But with the final score tonight, I'm going to say... Rangers. Uh, I think it could go 4-2 Canadians too because I'm not sure. 
if the Rangers are really motivated to play this game. But then again, you know what? Alexis Lafreniere, he's going to get up for his uh, for the Canadians, and he's going to. I think he's he's got a shot at twenty goals. Don't think that that's not a big number. He he wants to get the twenty goals, so that's going to be good on that. So, guys, again, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to get this on the audio podcast in about uh, 30 minutes. If you've been listening, sorry about all the uh, – sorry about all the uhs, for one thing. Sorry about all the the silences in the middle of it. Thank you very much, uh, Poppy, for, uh, for donating today. And we are going to have more content for you. I'm going to be breaking down Chris Kreider's uh, amazing – amazing career year that we've all been waiting for for a while and everybody uh see you soon let's go rangers on to the playoffs and still waiting for my keyboard to get on <laughs>